Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is the first time you're listening to First Time Podcast, welcome. Thanks for listening. It's really, really simple. Either me, my guest, or in this case, both of us have watched something for the first time, and we're going to talk about it. 90% of the episodes are movies or TV shows. This is no different. And this is a new movie, so it's technically a first time for both of us, although I'm watching it for the second time. But um, yeah, my guest today is the co-host of the Movie Defenders podcast on the Prescribed Film Podcast Network. You might have seen him on YouTube shredding the guitar. Welcome, Scott Alden, back to the show. Uh, you were one of, uh, what, I don't know, 27 people that saw me shredding on the guitar? <laughs> no, I just think that's so rad that you, I mean, a lot of people picked up hobbies. I started cooking a little bit more during uh, the quarantine and, and when we were stuck at home, and you picked up an instrument, and uh, you fast-tracked it, man. Uh, so they say no thanks for having me yeah i i i grabbed i i I just i'm a giant metalhead always wanted to try always thought i couldn't decided i got nothing better to do everyone got those stimulus checks so i was (laughs) like i could go Uh, and i promised my wife if i never pick it up after a year we'll sell it and uh after three months of like gritting my teeth i played my first song and i was off to the races and so yeah, yeah I, I uh i've been playing guitar for most of my life i started when i was in the fifth grade and i talked a little bit about this on on the previous episode with my friend jordan who's who's big into music and i was like it's one of those things like i was i'm glad that i did it and i learned and i, I play as a hobbyist and it would be fun to jam with friends but i learned pretty quickly when i was young like i don't think this was really meant for me but i really want to do it so i'm going it, it's like people will say, you know, practice makes perfect. I I am a big believer in that. Uh, it's just not, some people just don't have that natural talent and I'm not one of those people. Like I don't have, uh, I don't think I was ever meant to play guitar, but I, um, I, I play as a hobbyist, but I, I know some people who literally just like pick it up and noodle around and they're just like, it's just something in them. They can do it, you know, and I practiced all I could and I still could not do scales and learn leads and, it's it was really tough and i just sort of was like man this might not be for me so it's more of a hobby than a dream of being a rock star or something you know yeah i'm not i i don't have the rock star gene in me either and i'm i'm doing what you're talking about i'm trying to learn lead lines and doing my first little riffs and you know not you know switching from rhythm to lead guitar stuff and it's hard i mean i don't know you'd know by looking at me people say no you look like you're picking it up pretty quick like i don't know i still feel like a novice like crazy so you know no i think it is also they say like way harder to learn a new talent and skill like that when you're older like you're when your brain's fully developed and you know you've sort of uh you've like hit your limit on on that shit but also i feel like when i was a kid i just sort of like had less patience maybe oh yeah maybe i i do it does it everybody goes through it there's a there's a especially in your first year you're just gonna get angry at it like how does anybody do this like nobody can physically play this instrument it's impossible 
And then you learn a couple chords and you bust out a song or two and you're like, okay, maybe I can do this. And then for me, once I learned power chords and rock music opened up, I was off to the races. Right. I think that was sort of like <laughs> my breakthrough was, uh, you know, I, I took lessons for eight years and uh, it was like, here's, you know, I had to learn the notes and then I had to learn, uh, you know, open chords. And I was like, this is so boring. You know, I want to get to songs and my teacher was sort of like, you got to learn the basics before you get to, to, to bar chords. And then when I got to bar chords, I'm like, Oh, why do we even play open chords? He's like, well, it, you know, it's, it's just part of playing. I'm like, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Give me the bar chords. Uh, and then once I learned that, I was sort of like, this is the peak. Like, you know, I, I, I can, uh, basically play most of the songs I want to outside of weird tuning and that. But, um, and, and then there was a point where some, one of my family friends even invited me or, or asked me to teach their son guitar, uh, and mm -hmm. that was truly awful because I am not I, I did that was probably 16, 17 or something. I have no patience for teaching or for kids. And this <laughs> this this kid was little me. He did not. He was like, can we just learn? Like, can you just show can me I play Thunderstruck? Please? Exactly. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember even what it was. And then it was a point where he's like, look, my parents are paying you. Like, can you just like play some riffs for me? And that would be like, I'll just watch and try to copy and. Uh, you know, I, I went to his parents shortly after and was like, you know, I, I don't know if this is for me or for him either. And it turns out he, <laughs> he, he ended up, you know, after I stopped teaching him, just teaching himself guitar and he's a much better player than I am, oh, you know, and, and we've jammed and stuff is sort of fun, but it's like, we always laugh looking back. Like, remember when I sat in your living room, your parents paid me a, like a boatload of money to like <laughs> do nothing. Like just, yeah, it right. was he was just like, he had way less patience than I did as a kid. I'm like, we have to, I try to do my teacher's lessons. I'm like, you need to learn the notes and you need to learn open chords. And he's like, am I ever going to use that? And like, when I'm playing Nirvana, I want to learn a Nirvana song. And I'm like, probably not, but, uh, yeah, yeah. probably not with that. Right. Right. And eventually, yeah. yeah, he, he, he caught up to me and surpassed me. And, uh, you know, I, I learned a lesson that I'm not a teacher and he learned a lesson that he didn't need a teacher. Some people just learn on their own, but you know, you know, I had a teacher teach me four lessons. He was not the greatest teacher, but I realized looking at him, I am one of those weird guys that can teach himself stuff. And, um, I, I yeah, I have. And, and what's funny is because, uh, playing guitar, not that this is like first time guitar podcast, but the first, uh, with, with guitar, there's an art to it and there's almost no right or wrong way to do it. And if it sounds right, it is right. And so whenever I'm asking this teacher, am I doing this right? He's like, well, does it feel good? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's great. And then why am I talking to you? Right. I don't need to talk to you then probably, but Hey, you'll know what I mean. And metalheads in your audience will know once I discovered drop C, I was all <laughs> over, <laughs> it was all over dude. Yeah. And, and then I'm where I'm at, where I'm at now, I, I can play probably thousands of songs because they're once now that I know the drop tunings and the power chords and simple lead lines, like thousands open up for you. I need to push myself. And because I got to where I, I kind of hit my goal when the pandemic hit, I was like, I can, I can play guitar. I can play songs. I like, I, that's all I wanted to do. And I'm like, you know what, if that came to you in a year, year and a half, maybe you can do this thing and you need to push and you need to try some extra hard, nasty stuff. So. I think Pink Floyd's I Wish You Were Here. I've almost got it down. Uh, yeah, so rocking and rolling. I've always sort of wanted, like, in my head when I started, I was like, I want to be a songwriter rather than, like, 
a Steve Vai who is technically proficient and incredibly talented on guitar. Like I've never been in to that kind of stuff. Like the guys who can, can super shred. I've always been more of like, what can, how can they like write, turn this into songwriting? And I learned I'm not good at that either. So I just (laughs) am more of a admirer and hobbyist, but uh, I I appreciate, especially at our older age, like someone just picking up and and learning. So, you know, it sort of feeds into our first time. It's, it's, you know, like you said, first time you picked up guitar, I was in the fifth grade. You were how old when you started? (laughs) 45. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're never, it's a lesson, you know, there's no, uh, like you said, no right or wrong way, but let's talk a little bit about the movie defenders. If people hadn't listened to your previous episode or Donald's episode, when he was on, uh, maybe explain the show a little bit to people because it's very unique. Sure. Yeah. I hope unique is a good word. Um, it is a long show, so we've described it different ways over the years and the way I kind of choose to describe it now, it began as a a podcast to defend films that people just, the narrative on the internet was it sucks. So I don't know, Batman versus Superman. Is there nothing good in that movie? Well, of course there's a ton of good in that movie and we chose to focus on it. And you know, if we, I don't know, review star Wars episode one, yes, everyone knows Jar Jar is annoying. That's fine. There's way (laughs) more going on here than that. And that's how it started. But very quickly, after a dozen or so episodes, we kind of realized, nah, we can apply this formula to anything, which is this. We're a long-form analysis podcast, so there's a lot of movie podcasts out there and YouTube channels that will give you the, I don't know, 30-minute, you know, I liked it or I hated it. And a lot of podcasts tend to, which most on on this network do not, yours do not, and, you know, Attack of the Killer does not. Um, which is just rip the thing. Like, even if they say they like it, they spend 30 minutes ripping on what they didn't like or someone's costume or something. I don't find any joy in that because there's, you know, there's reasons for everything on screen. There's reasons for everything on film. There's thousands of people that made that come to life and picked that for a reason, and there are reasons to that. So the two things we do, I guess, that are different, we play scenes from the film, like right on the show. If we want to talk about a scene, we play the scene. That includes new releases. And then we try to give people a different prism by which to watch the movie. If you like, we're a lot of people are going to go see Dr. Strange two this week. We are not any different. We're going to see it. You included. Maybe we leave and we go, ah, that wasn't the best Marvel's ever done. Okay, fine. I still can talk for a couple of hours about what was awesome about it and what I liked. And uh, Donald and I choose not to, uh, my podcast partner, not to review movies that we didn't like. Uh, if we didn't like it and we're, we're just going to rip the thing for two hours, we don't, we just, we're not going to do it. So it is long. People joke that our shows are longer than the movies themselves, which is true often. Usually our first 45 minutes or so we're doing other show segments and then we get to the movie. But yeah, when you add scenes, it's a, it's a long show. So, you know, think Joe Rogan, I guess, you know, he'll do three hour stuff. Our show's usually three hours plus. And, uh, we, we try to be a positive movie review podcast. We lean into popular film probably more than anything. But um, yeah, we've we've made some contacts at Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm Animation, Industrial Light and Magic. We've had some people on before that kind of make stuff. We're kind of crossing our fingers. We know somebody that's been working on the Kenobi series for a while. We're kind of crossing our fingers a little bit. But um, yeah, we have a good time. It's a positive movie review podcast, and you know it's long, but if you can stand that, yeah, I, it's fun. I just saw. I think uh, Disney Plus is doing a new series based on. Uh industrial light and magic right i think i just saw that tease today oh uh 
maybe they are. I did not see that. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. But uh, what I think is also unique about your show is is the community aspect of it, because, you know, I'm I'm part of your Facebook group and uh, sort of what I did for for first time podcast was like, you know, I'm known as a horror guy. I'm on the horror podcast, Attack the Killer podcast. And I was sort of like, not that I'm tired of horror, but I, I like horror is not even like half of what I enjoy, like my top three favorite movies this year have not been horror movies and so i was really getting that itch but i think what's great about your show and your uh followers your listeners your your uh group of you have a great facebook group is like i get that um sort of void filled because 90 percent of my facebook feed is horror people talking about the same horror movies and i'm like always go over there when i want to talk about something non-horror and it's it's just like uh, my, the other the, the uh, other side of the coin for me is just and I love that group because they're, it's very active. People are always posting, discussing without spoiling things. And it's just like one of the safe havens for me to uh, to sort of go over. It's like having two groups of friends and there's like very little crossover. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I love going over there and seeing what people think. And, and I'm admittedly not a huge Star Wars guy and sort of give you guys crap for it uh, at times like. You know how much Star Wars do you guys need? But um, uh, you know, people sort of say me and Jason on on Attack of the Killer podcast are the guys who just are a little too easy on movies. So I feel like we sort of mesh in that group too. Like sometimes we're a little too forgiving at times on on some (laughs) horror movies, and and you know, it's like, well, I really, you know, things that people really hate. I'm like, why? I don't get it. Like, why did you know? So it's it's nice when I listen to your show because it's never like here we go. We're just going to rip on this, this thing no. like everyone else. So it's, it's refreshing to have a positive aspect. Like it's just, it's just nice to not, I have plenty of podcasts where I can go and listen to that. So, you know, yeah. you know, it's funny you say that because I listen to you guys' show because Donald hates horror and we don't, do, <laughs> we don't do horror on the show. Like, unless it's like, it was kind of hard to avoid it. Right. Um, because it was popular. It was the number one movie in the country. Like, when a horror movie or Halloween kills, he did watch those. We've considered doing it on the show. Like he'll do a, he'll, he'll dip his toe in, but I'm a horror movie guy and I love them. And I, that's why I really appreciated coming on. And I got to do, you know, I got to do the fog with you uh, that I had never seen. Um, but yeah, who has coalesced around the show are people that even if they don't like something, they don't give anybody crap about it. And so when I, like we've we've got some people that hate the DC movies and I love them and they give me crap, but it isn't vindictive. It isn't venomous. And the very few people that have been that way, we kick them out because I, you want vitriol on the Internet. There's only 900 million other places to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it just you you'll go. You'll give us a little crap for stars is fine. It, it That's all the fun. It, it's all fun. It, it, it It's all good. And yeah, I I'm. We're, we're proud of how it's kind of collected. And I'll tell you, it's, it's actually helped because places like Lucasfilm and, and Industrial Light and Magic are very picky on where they allow their employees to be on. And we've had to jump through some major hoops to do it. But when they listen to the show and it's nothing but positive or explaining, look, and I'll explain if something didn't work for me in a movie. You know, I'll, I'll say it, but I will explain this is why it's there. This is what the writer needed. This is what the director wanted. I may think that doesn't work, but I'll explain what it is. And they obviously appreciate that. We're not trashing their work. <laughs> so um, we've, we've gotten some permission for people to come on before. So that's been good. And it's only been because of the kind of show it is. So uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of it. It's fun. It's been going on 
Yeah, since 2017. So it's our fifth year. And uh, yeah, we thought we were going to pod fade at one point, but we found prescribed films and uh, nope, not so much. Yeah, it's it's great having you guys on. And, and like I said, it's nice to have sort of a safe haven for the non-horror stuff because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's almost like if I go, I've been trying to avoid Twitter all week because now the embargo is lifted on Doctor Strange and people cannot wait to spoil things for you. And I'm, I'm, I was not a huge fan of the first Doctor Strange, but Sam Raimi has me intrigued on this one. I love, oh, yeah. um, you know, a diehard oh, Sam Raimi yeah. guy. And uh, I'm I'm stoked for that. And just the last, you know, what we've, what they've had new for, for Marvel sort of got me reinvigorated being back at the theater with a uh, sold out crowd who is all there for the same thing is exciting. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just something I missed in the last couple of years. So Amen, it's just man. it's just something I craved and I'm I'm stoked tomorrow to, you know, I got my like we have our specific seats in the back row center. <laughs> and I, if I don't get them, I throw a fit, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for Raimi because I do think the movie in many scenes is going to get shot like a horror movie. Oh, I, yeah. I'm absolutely. I can't wait. And I, I got a feeling there's going to be there's going to be a few jump scares. Not that, you know, that always gets me in a horror movie. It's it's the rest. But. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he does with it, man. Because you know, I mean, you just watch an Evil Dead movie. The dude can do humor. The dude can do horror. The dude can do sci-fi. So, yeah, buckle up. I'm, I'm in, man. I can't wait. Well, doing a complete 180. <laughs> we had talked about doing today's movie a few times, right when it was sort of uh, hitting theaters. I think you posted in the, the Movie Defenders Facebook group and said, you know, is there anybody else excited for this movie coming out uh and i was probably the first person to chime in because i was i mean this is like i was just as excited for this as i was for for spider-man for anything yeah i was i mean especially after a 10-year break i in the the way the world is right now i was like this is what we need absolutely perfect timing we need this movie in our lives we need johnny knoxville back we need you know (laughs) we just need the the stupid brainless fun back in theaters and uh yeah so i'm sure you know you've clicked on the topic today we are talking about jackass forever the world waited for what felt like forever then we waited longer but this february This is gonna be the gnarliest shit ever. The wait is over. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. <laughs> when you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. If they trust us to go to the bathroom, they're less intelligent than I thought. In the drawer, but I know enough. If you're gonna be dumb, gotta be tough. You're still blowing people up. As if life's not hard enough. This guy's one badass dude, right? Oh man, I'm on jackass. It's a Texas rat snake. Venomous? Francis hits harder than any heavyweight in MMA. I told Aaron it was a lightweight. That's not a lightweight. What are you guys talking about? 
together, it pops. What's the worst that can happen? You said it wasn't going to feel like anything. I just need you to, like, sit with my grandpa. Just make sure he doesn't smoke. Oh, God! Oh, my God! You're a bunch of NASA scientists right now. Can I get a cold drink? Yeah. Will you make him an actual coffee, Stephanie? Here, I made you another one. It's gotta be over, dude. I think we're all the way finished. We're through. Stick a fork in it! Okay, we're going way back. So the first episode <laughs> of Jackass debuted on MTV October 1st, 2000. Lasted three seasons, which only lasted a year. I didn't realize that this was on MTV from only 2000 to 2001 before they uh, actually stopped doing the series that we had Jackass, the movie in uh, 2002. We had Jackass number two in 2006, Jackass 3d in 2010. We had bad grandpa in 2013. And then finally Jackass forever was released February 4th, 2022. Um, Like all the movies directed by Jeff Tremaine, we have our normal uh, cast and also some new guys. So we have Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Chris Pontius, Dave England, danger, Aaron McGinney. Uh We have Wee Man, Preston Lacey, and then the new guys. We have Jasper, Poopies, Zach Holmes, Eric Manaka, and Rachel Wolfson. So what is your history with the Jackass franchise? <laughs> well, first, there's a big name missing from that cast list um, with his Bam Margera, who is unfortunately dealing with a lot of personal issues and couldn't get on. I, anyway, I was unfortunate. I, I didn't see him and I didn't know why because I don't keep up on gossip or anything. And yeah, it's I, I wish, you know. Anyway, yeah, so, I was like, wait, where's Bam? Well, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, all the all the CKY guys are sort of missing in this one, um, which is is a bummer. I mean, obviously, we lost Ryan Dunn uh, a few yep. years ago to drunk driving, and then that sort of spent sent Bam into a spiral of alcoholism and drug abuse. Oh, wow. uh, you you do know then, okay? Yeah, and he's he struggled off and on, and when they finally came up with this new movie, and, and they had been trying to help him get better for for quite a while, um, they sort of said, you know, th- they almost used this movie as a ultimatum, like they did the same with Stevo. They had uh, they confronted Stevo years ago and said, like you're going to, you're going to die. If you don't do something, you're, we love you. We want you better. So they got him clean. Um, and they thought they might be able to do the same with bam and said, you know, we really want you to be part of this movie, but you'll have to submit drug tests every week and be clean and show that you're serious about it. And, uh, he could not do that. And he was very, uh, in the public, went public with it and said that they were coming after him. And uh, re- just recently in the last week or so, he he dropped the lawsuit against Paramount and sort of came out and said um, he's in rehab again, uh, trying to get help, trying to get in better shape. So I'm, I'm they were all really pulling for him. And, and I've, I've heard from behind the scenes, you know, Knoxville was uh, really, really sad that it didn't work out. And really, they kept some of his stuff in the movie just barely. Um, he's in the marching band skit and he's in maybe another one so that he would get paid because they wanted him to make some, some money. Uh, if they would have cut him completely out, he wouldn't have made anything. So they, he's in the credits. He's, he's still in some of the stunts, but, uh, not as much as we would have liked to seen. Right. And yeah, I mean, God bless. I, 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 I hope he pulls, pulls himself out of there. Um, uh, my history with jackass, I was probably like everybody else. I mean, okay. 
right now, ridiculousness is on MTV every five minutes all day. Pretty yeah. much. Yep. And back in the day, that was jackass. Like any time of the day on one of the MTV or Viacom, you, you'd see it. So I didn't, it wasn't appointment television for me, but I did watch it a fair bit. And then when the first movie came out, I was just intrigued by the concept of rated R. I guess we should get this out of the way. Is this one of the swearing podcasts or no? Oh yeah, you go ahead. Okay, good. Well, we, we it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to do later. Uh, anyway, um, and when I saw what they did <laughs> when they don't have a censor, basically, <laughs> I always wonder what it takes to ensure these movies. Uh, and Jackass 2 was my wife and I's anniversary date movie. Why? I have no idea. I don't think it was like September and like nothing's out in September. <laughs> like there's no tentpole movies. Anyway, so there's that. And then I watched the third one and, um, and then uh, this one came out and watched it with my son who had never seen one before. <laughs> and so this was his inauguration into a Jackass movie. So I, I mean, I've always looked, I mean, you know, it would snow around here in Kansas. We'd go get the hose, we'd make an ice ramp, and we'd launch ourselves into a creek and kill ourselves. And I mean, who hasn't done what Jackass does? Well, the movie stuff, maybe I <laughs> right, people yeah. have done, but the MTV show is a lot of a lot of that fun. I always loved the pranks the best, like where they just Wee Man and Preston would be half naked and they just beat the shit out of each other in the <laughs> middle of a retail store somewhere. I always loved that stuff. Anyway, yeah. That's kind I mean, of my history. I was I was sort of part of that like skate culture and in, in 2000, 2001, I would have been a a freshman or sophomore in high school and I I had older siblings and we watched uh Tom Green, which was sort of like uh he sort of started oh. that thing on MTV of doing the weird, crazy, right. zany stuff. And then I feel yeah. led into the jackass era, um, which in really turn, did. Yeah. Which in turn, I feel like has led into like uh, Eric Andre and, and what we have now. But, uh, you know, I being part of like that skate culture, like the CKY guys come together with, uh, you know, these other group Preston and, and Knoxville and these guys. And, you know, I was like, oh, me and my friends, we love like a good summer day when we were, you know, back when we didn't have to have jobs and, and all the <laughs> shit. It was like grab our skateboards and go wreak havoc and do do things we're not supposed to do. Never as bad as this. Maybe some stuff that was a little um, more mean spirited at times, but you know, it was <laughs> it, it was mostly like me egging on my friends to do some really dumb shit. I was always like, I was probably I would say more of the Pontius like. You're right. watching this. I was like, Pontius hasn't done like any stunts. He's been there making me laugh every sketch, but somehow he never gets uh, himself wrangled into these things. He's never the one getting hurt. You ever notice that? He's not the one getting hurt, but he is always the naked one. Yes. Like, he, yeah, honestly, he's always doing he's always... the weird sexual stuff. Yeah, absolutely true. And what actually it's funny. I backing up two seconds. We actually telling the story of how this show is happening. So my podcast partner, Donald, I said he doesn't like horror. like if he watched, he'd rather smashes nuts with a hammer than watch cabin fever okay <laughs> same with this like his sense of humor will only go so far and then he's just grossed out and he's over it so i jokingly put in the channel or the the group that tad's talking about i said hey anybody want to do jackass forever i know donald's not going to do it and he's like yeah. and you go yeah when do you want to do it i was like wait i was totally <laughs> i was totally joking we want to do jackass and you go yeah we're doing jackass and so i was like i am so in i didn't get to it at the theater uh, we were out of town for a little while. I don't know how long it ran, but I, I just didn't. But the second it was on digital, I, I immediately got it and hit you up. So anyway, sorry to 
back up i no, just no. I, I meant it as a joke and here we are <laughs> no and it, it will be an interesting <laughs> episode you know because usually we discuss and and i mean i guess this sort of lends itself to this type of movie because my next sort of question is like this there's nothing really else out there like this where they were sort of you know now that we have streaming the world has changed while this has been you know sort of evolving but like when they the show only lasted you know three seasons because mtv have have to keep censoring what they're doing and it's like well why don't we just put it in a theater and we can do sort of what we want now of course it and they are they just announced yesterday they're they're making a show for paramount plus where you really don't have to censor yourself but um it's interesting oh, concept right. because it's like what what would you think like someone's in their brain one to think like this should make this would make good tv content which i agree with i loved it you know but it's like two that we should make this theatrical and part of me is like when jackass forever was coming out i was like we got to make a point of this to see this in theaters and it's like well why this is not you know it's not filmed in a specific way like at least with jackass 3d it was 3d so you got to go see it in the theater <laughs> but it's like with forever is it really something and then part of me is like well again the shared experience like we saw it opening night in a sold out theater and you could almost not hear the movie because people were laughing so hard and it was people from like you know, 14 up to like 65 people of all ages and, and, you know, genders and uh, races. It's like, we were all together for this shared weird experience. Everybody knew what we were in for. <laughs> I mean, right. I guess. Yeah. I have only seen one of them in the theater. Um, and that was the second one. And it was, I, it wasn't sold out, but it was like half full. I don't remember if we went opening weekend or not. I can only imagine. I do remember the crowd's reaction when they'd always do those shots where they zoom in on the on a model, and it looks like a dining room, but they're zoomed in so far it looks like a real dining room. Then someone takes a crap. Yep. In the mo like that's on the big screen. Sometimes that's a little much uh, on the big screen, but um, I don't know. I got a pretty big TV. I got a kick out of it. Well, so. that that actually sort of lends us perfectly into the opening of this, because I feel like that was definitely used in the Godzilla opening. So we have like Cockzilla. I, I think that's what they call it or something. Oh, uh, God. It opens with a big Godzilla parody with uh, Pontius's dick painted and uh, dressed like a monster that's taking and crushing the city. Um, and that's sort of how we're introduced to our old cast and our new cast as they're getting um exploded and thrown and beat to hell uh yeah i, I they, every every opening is usually really original and then there's all these variety of bizarre stunts going off everywhere generally right yeah yeah and uh yeah. i i didn't I, I will say like the opening and closing <laughs> of this one were probably like my least favorite of the the franchise i still liked it but um i i tend to feel like and i know they feel like they have to outdo themselves every time but it's like when you put them into a theatrical setting like this, where it's actually acting and of course they are still doing stunts and stuff, but when they're, they have pre-planned explosions and it's right. going into, um, you know, uh, scripted stuff it, to me, it's not quite as funny. And then of course they had to, from when I was reading, they had to like, they start filming this thing and then they're like, wait, like people won't get the joke because we painted his dick to look like a, a and people <laughs> won't get that it's a dick. So we have to zoom out. And it's like that furniture thing when they zoomed out and show Pontius like at scale and he's he's doing it on a model. Then that's funny. That's to me. That was when I realized what it was and how they were filming it. That's when it got funny to me. 
the uh, jizz was a little much. But, right. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. but yeah, it was, I knew exactly. I mean, it's jackass. You know what you're getting. And um, uh, I immediately knew exactly what it was. Uh, they did need to ju- zoom out because I was a little like curious. How, wait, how exactly did they get the feet? Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's funny to watch, uh, but it is choreographed and it's set up and it's probably a week's shoot with stunt, you know, and so I get it. It's the unscripted stuff that's the heart of the heart of the show. And you're right. Uh, I, Pontius is so weird. I mean, geez, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, is there anyone in America that hasn't seen his wiener? I don't know. I mean, probably not. I, I was surprised, like with this one. Um... They, it feels we we went back and rewatched all of them in order, like leading up to this, because they're all oh, on, on Paramount Plus, And it was like, you know, it seemed like as they they got older, uh, obviously they had to bring in some new talent because they're more fragile and they can't quite do everything. <laughs> uh, but also it seemed like um, in some of the ways they were like, OK, we're going to make up for the lack of um, phys- physicality and, and painful stunts with the weird sex and gross out stuff, too. Um, but you know it's it's all done in jest, and it's all uh you know if they're, they're laughing at themselves, and it's funny to me, like I was reading something, and someone commented like, you know, Steve-O was my crush, and it's just funny to think like there was females that find like find these guys not only like attractive but like it it, it sort of boggled my mind reading that. I'm like, Steve-O was your crush, the guy it's that so yeah, funny you say that because I was listening to Steve-O's podcast last week. And he had um, done on or no, um, Bonnie on <clears throat> and they were going through a list of what celebrities and what I, and I watched that too. Yeah. Oh, you watched that too. Yeah. It's it's and they kept a lot of names out, but it was obvious those guys were not hunting. Right. <laughs> they didn't have to look around. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Steve, who's got a tattoo of himself as big as his back on his back is getting. Girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. He has to fight him off, which is. Yeah. But, you know, it's fame is a weird thing. Him talking about, like, the party tricks that he would do and people who, if they're impressed or not impressed, just, you know, he's he's very, um, he knows that he is an attention whore and he will do anything for it. And he's, you know, admits that openly, which is, is interesting. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it's great to see the gang back together. Uh, and it's a cool way to introduce the new cast. And, and some of them, I felt like... Uh, you know, I think um, it was was it Dave England that took uh, the the tackle from from the football player uh, <laughs> into like a fruit stand. That one looked like probably, and then of course Steve O exploding uh, porta potty. Those two were probably to me like the ones that looked like they they took the biggest hit on that opening. Yeah, uh, definitely the porta potty. And my son, because that's I think the first thing that happens when Godzilla shows up. It's one of them. And my, that was the first big reaction my son had, having never seen a jackass skit. Like, he went from zero to this. And when the porta potty went off, <laughs> he said something like, did they all get inoculated from, like, everything? <laughs> like, poor Steve-O's got, like, gotta go get some shots <laughs> or something. Anyway, yeah, uh, those were, those look painful. Also, the, who was the skateboarder at the very end? Like near the middle. Tony Hawk. Through, oh, it was Tony Hawk. Okay. He looked like he took one hard. Yeah, because his, uh, his weight gets blasted off. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah. Uh, was that Tony? Okay. I, I couldn't tell. Uh, there was too much wiener <laughs> distracting me, I guess. He, uh, he ended up taking that outfit. Like he dressed as 80s Tony Hawk for some reason. I don't really get what. <laughs> he, he's wearing like a wig. And then he took that ox, like the 
outfit and the skateboard and the wig and stuff and sold it um, on eBay and, and donated all to charity, which I thought was really cool. Hell yeah, dude. They have that. that very cool. Yeah. They have sort of that uh, weird camaraderie. Like they have uh, Spike Jones directed that opening and you know, he's, I noticed that. And yeah. I thought for a minute he was going to do the rest of the movie. And then I noticed the director I've always seen. I didn't know his name, but yeah, I thought he was taking <laughs> Spike Jones to do the movie. Well, it's weird. Like looking back, he's, he's been a part of all the movies and uh, he even dresses like the old woman. And I think, two or three where you know knoxville first started doing the old man makeup uh and he had the the old lady with her with her boobs hanging out and and uh that was actually spike so he's been part of it since the beginning which is really cool to think like you watch her and you know the stuff he's he's done that's really artsy and really fantastic and oscar nominated and he's like I still want to go have fun and do jackass stuff too. So yeah, right. It's absolutely. <laughs> so Hell that yeah. right after our opening, we get to the human ramp, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's a nice, I guess like leeway or, or segue into it. Um, this one reminds me a lot of when I was a kid because we did not do human ramps, but we did like some really stupid ramps. We would put like boards. We had this like fiber board and we'd stack bricks and I can't tell you how many stitches, broken bones, um, we never quite stacked humans or uh, used motorbikes, but um, this these ones sort of like most of their stunts, they start off like, let's try a skateboarder. Then it's like, let's get the, the fattest guy on the cast <laughs> to ramp a motorbike <laughs> over these guys. Uh, and you knew looking at it and they stacked humans up and you knew the guy that with the board on his chest was the one that's going to get the brunt of it. The guy in the bottom is going to be mildly inconvenienced. Right. And um. That's exactly what happened. It, I mean, it was a good, I'm glad they put it at the start. You know, it isn't anything wow, but uh, it was a good, I don't know, palate cleanser or I don't know what you, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was funny. Yeah. The one where they did two ramps was crazy. Yeah. They, they, they did where you took off on one and landed on another. And that one hurt that when the right, bike landing. lands on, yes. yes, that looked like that hurt. But yeah. Yeah. Crazy. When I, and it's like, it seems like with these stunts, this one included, they're like not happy until someone it's like, Oh, he landed it. Okay. We got to keep going until someone biffs and someone gets hurt. That seems like the goal of all of these, uh, you know, it's like, it's not successful stunt until someone's like rolling around holding themselves. So, uh, the next one, <laughs> well, the next one is one of my favorites, the Dum Dum yes, game, uh, yes. just a classically mean like uh, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> fucking with people because it's already set up. They set up three. I think it's uh, Danger Aaron. We have uh, Wee Man and it's um, Dave. Um, yeah. Or it's Poopies. Poopies is in this one, right? Yeah. Hang on. It's in front of me. Yeah, because I remember yes. right away, uh, he just hits the trigger and hits poopies right in the nut. So they have, it's a trivia game They're where they set up some flip flops. Yeah, <laughs> attached to these like slingshots, basically, that will slap them in the nuts <laughs> if they get the question wrong. And they ask them stupid questions and... Yeah, like fourth grade questions. Right. So. Like basic math is the first one and they get poopies <laughs> with that. And then, you know, poor Danger Aaron just gets whacked for no good reason i just hits the button just because right right and 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 that one's pretty fun uh steve or uh, not steve uh we man is always a good sport but they seem to pick on him a little less oh he's my favorite dude is he he's your my favorite? favorite he's yeah yeah he's my favorite of them because he's honestly sometimes a lot of times he's the smartest one of them and i know that's really weird to say among a 
I guess it's doing this stuff. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why he's my favorite. He's great. <laughs> because, yeah, he's a great sport. He loves to do anything. You don't care. Anyway. Yeah, and then... He corrects me up. Yeah, that sort of leads into what we have, like, these little tiny in-between stunts, uh, which I, th- I find are pretty fun. Just, like, shit they're doing around the set that takes, like, 10... 20 seconds and this is i i think the one right after this i have a list of these things is when uh is when steve-o gets hit with the uh volleyball to the head like johnny's waiting for him <laughs> that's to, right to step out of the trailer and just smokes him in the head uh with a it was a football launcher yeah yeah and and that kind of stuff it's like it it's two seconds and it's not even like for the movie it's just because they're fucking around on set that that stuff usually gets even bigger laugh from me uh and they're, then, yeah, they're really clever, practical jokes that you do with your friends. Right, right. And, and they, they always do it between like the, the big set pieces. Like, uh, right. you know, this leads into one of the biggest <laughs> ones on here, the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, this one was one that Bam was included on, because if you've watched the previous movies, um, the one thing that everybody knows is Bam is terrified of snakes. He's like Indiana Jones. He hates snakes. Right. Um, yeah, I do remember that. And I think they sort of built this one to fuck with him. And then after the the incident, they decided to somehow cut him out of it. But damn, this one is elaborate. It's another one of those like <laughs> we're is. setting up a stunt. Knoxville is always part of this. We're setting up a stunt. You think it's part. It's one thing. And then they flip it on on its head and turn it against the poor people. And uh, they, <laughs> they, they tell these people that Knoxville is going to do a trick with a snake. And then they and they're, they're just there to watch. They're, they're just, just there sitting to there sit to, on the couch and watch. Yeah, sit there and watch. And then they get them locked into the room, which they think is with the snakes, turn off all the lights, and they have various booby traps all over the room. And this is probably <laughs> one of my favorites on the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, the practical jokes are great. So there's two, there's two rooms here. The first room, they think they're in the room with the lights out with a king cobra or whatever that thing was. It was huge. <laughs> And they showed it to him. They showed him the stake, put it back in the thing. And anyway, they've got a ra- <laughs> Knoxville's got a rattle, I think, because there's a rattlesnake or something. Anyway, and then if they can manage, so that's freaking them all out. And they'd throw rubber snakes at him, I think, a couple of times. And that leads into a second room. And that second room has mouse traps everywhere, <laughs> all over everything, plus some other stuff. Um, basically, they can't walk or touch anything. Uh, they get lit up. So yeah, yeah it, it was wildly elaborate. Yeah. Like multi levels because they think there's a point where they think they get out of the room and they're safe and they go into another room, <laughs> like you said, filled with mousetraps and uh, pots and pans hanging from the ceiling to hit their That's head on. Right. So mean. <laughs> and and the God, whole time Knoxville has uh, night vision goggles. That's why it's the silence of the lambs. Cause it has that uh, Buffalo bill thing where you can see, he can see, <laughs> And uh, Pontius is and, in the... all, and as you say to your to your point, Pontius is just there half naked twerking, right? Which, which sort anything. of sort of adds. I, I thought, okay, he's doing. He, he literally is tucking. He's doing a Buffalo Bill. So I'm like, okay, this is really a Silence of the Lamb thing. Uh, and, and like I said, one of my favorites of, of the the whole movie was was this one, and, and it got a lot of laughs the second time I watched it too. Uh, oh God, so good. Goes into body surfing, which they build this humongous uh ramp down this like dirt hill this dirt and sort of rock hill uh slip and slide with lube and they're surfing on top of each other which is uh you know it's like what you did as a kid times 100 (laughs) that's right yep and none of it worked like it was really it it it, that one was kind of like i mean a couple were funny but it kind of was like because every time everything they 
tried to surf on, they couldn't last five feet. And then they just end up going down a lube slide. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a thing. Yeah, I think <clears throat> if it's if this is the same one I'm thinking of, that they do try to get yeah somebody to go down in a like a, ho- a two piece horse costume, that's and the right. g- guy in the front, his arms are stuck in. He ha- and and you know I think it's Steve or somebody says you know the realization today that you're the lesson we learned today is that horses do not have arms. Uh, <laughs> And then they send right. him down and the poor guy, you know, he get he, of course it does not work as planned. Like you said, uh, right. but when he gets to the ramp, he can't brace his fall with his arms. So he just lands straight on his head. <laughs> That's right. Uh, which, you know, I'm sure somebody who was setting this up realized this would be the case. That's why it's funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's just one of those. That's like very simple that never sort of like the roller skate uh, snake or the roller skate rockets, like Knoxville could never get them to work. Right. But um, that's right. It ended up backfiring on him. That's sort yep. of like what this one was. Uh, yeah, and, it was OK. It was funny. I mean, I never I never got my slip and slide covered with KY, but they did. Yeah. Yeah. And it <clears> leads <throat> to probably the one of the most extreme stunts the bikini with Steve-O. Um, Dear Jesus, I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Like I'm looking at his, yeah. <laughs> his unit, like literally <laughs> again, we were talking earlier about, you know, the the nudity ramping up in this one. This one is like ramped up in the nudity and the pain like i think steve-o when he signs up for these he's like you know okay let's do it and then when he gets in that situation when they pull out a queen bee and get it to attach to the head of his penis he's like what have i done you can sort of see it in his eyes you can hear it in his voice the idea of this one is base it is exactly what it sounds like a naked steve-o they put the the queen on his crotch and they get the entire hive to start (laughs) hanging on and so he's wearing a speedo made of bees yeah uh, and he's screaming and it, i couldn't tell if they were really oh yeah he did he showed his balls when it was yes. over and he really did get hit a lot yeah i yes this uh, you know it's funny a lot of the physical pain i could take this one's i'm with you what did you what are you doing I mean, I'm sure he's thought that like, I don't know, 10 dozen times on the show at some <laughs> capacity, but he's got, he's, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I I just, I can't, I'm sorry. You get down there, leave me the, leave me alone. Right. Leave me alone. You can hit, you can throw a baseball at me. Like, that's funny. That's fine. Whatever. But not this. For oh me, the, the animal ones, I think are the, the craziest ones. Yeah. Because like, nature. Kissing, like kissing a viper. Like, right. I, sorry. It's kind of dangerous in my book. Yeah, nature. I just couldn't bring myself to it. Like if I if I'm out and a and a bee is like hovering by my head, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, get this thing away from me. And he's like, they're 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 you know scooping them onto his dick, and it's like, holy shit. You know, there's a point where the thing is like hanging like six inches from his body. They've they've created this big sort of hive because they attach to each other, and it's like yep. the the big shot. And it's and, and it's funny because all the guys, of course how these movies work everybody stands around and watches and they're getting stung and it's like right dude you're you it's like right away he gets stung in the earlobe i think is the first bee they uh, that like lands on steve-o and the rest of them are getting stung and it's like well you sort of get you know what's coming to you (laughs) i know right yeah the lady beekeeper it was great the whole time she's like what the hell what is my is life this? yeah <laughs> they're paying me well for this they, that's the good news that's what i wonder too is like you know <laughs> with some of these animal uh wranglers i can understand like the bear one's not that bad or the, but like how do you call up a beekeeper and be like 
here's what we're going to do. And you talked a little bit about like the insurance, like for right. these kind of movies, like how do you, you know, who do you go? Like, obviously they have somebody whose only job it is, is to go through and be like, you know, you can't, they're, they're very careful with these animals. They make sure that, you know, he, he's, they're like, don't swat the bees. Don't hurt the bees. Don't hurt, you know, all the animals in here. It's just sort of funny, but it's like, how do you call a beekeeper and be like, you know, well, is this possible? And, and yeah, they pull it off. Plan? Yeah. And it works, but it's just like, I, I, I would love to like, you could almost make a movie of just behind the scenes of this. I want to see that, that phone call. I want to hear the conversation someone had with a beekeeper. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Just grab the yellow pages and let your fingers do the walk-in and yeah. Until someone doesn't hang up on you, I guess. The next one is one of those um, sort of stage pranks from Knoxville, the furniture shopping one that was featured um, predominantly in the trailers. Yeah, because uh, it's a safe one to show. Right, safe one to show, and it's it's sort of just innocent fun that they play uh, pranks on some some people working at a furniture store with uh, the new guy and uh, Zach and Johnny Knoxville and and Rachel. Basically, Johnny plays his old man character from uh, Bad Grandpa on the, the past several movies. He's relaxing at the furniture store and Zach jumps down on an airbag and launches him into the air. I have to assume that somebody <laughs> in the store is in on this, like a manager or somebody is, you know, in on letting them come in and set all this stuff up. Yeah, the cameras uh, were the cameras were pre hidden, so I'm right. sure there was some previous permission. But these, but yeah, these are funny, um, but and of course it's more of getting a reaction out of the general public rather than, you know, making each other laugh. Um, the only thing I thought when they were doing this is, was a shame was like when they set this up and it happens like half the time, it's like, you have to make sure that those employees, I don't know how you do it. They're obviously better at this than I am, but it's like, it seemed like maybe both or the, the takes they did, like the employees weren't even like looking when it happened. Obviously they kind of right. caught on camera, but they, they almost catch the aftermath. They just see this guy falling from the, like the ceiling. They're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> That's true. That's uh, fair. There, there's a lot of stuff they ended up cutting from this. It was even in a trailer. I just, I just played a few minutes ago. Um, there's like a clip of Knoxville on like a motor scooter, motor scooter um, on fire on top of like a bus stop. I'm guessing will be in, 4.5 which comes out may 20th on netflix oh. um i was very curious because they they put that in all the trailers and then it wasn't even in the movie no oh, i didn't notice that uh yeah it'll be it'll be in the point five because uh, all those point fives aren't they just the movie with added skits that didn't make the first one yeah it's just uh all the stuff that the b-roll basically is right. all, the, all the stuff and and sometimes you see it's like those are usually like a one watch for me like there's a reason uh, most of that stuff got cut not just for time but sometimes a lot of times the stuff doesn't work it's it's fascinating to watch but it's sort of like there's a reason this is b-roll you know and then a couple times every every one of them those got one that you're like man why did you cut that, that right that's a really good one so yeah you're right most of them you can take or leave there's usually one maybe two gems in there that i'm like man that one's that one's just as good as your other stuff but and i always know. think about like when i watch the point fives and i i guess i answer my own question it's like you're saying, you know, how can you imagine doing like something absolutely crazy and are like, it's not going to make the final cut. Well, that's why they have these point fives is that <laughs> it, it gets at least it gets out there. But I would still feel like if I did something batshit crazy and a stunt for jackass, like you better put it in the goddamn movie, man. You know, is that where BAM stuff's going to end up? 
I don't know. I'm I'm sure some of it will be on there. I'm not sure if they just hmm. cut a lot of it for to distance themselves so people didn't question it. It's sort of weird because you might notice uh, in this movie that there's like it was film. It started filming before uh, COVID hit, and then they resumed like after you know things sort of started opening back up because Knoxville has brown hair and some of it and stark silver hair and some of it. Right. Uh, and so you can sort of see what they filmed first and what they filmed like a year later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I'm not sure, you know, there's, there's little evidence, uh, like I said, the, the grandpa on fire and stuff like that, that they put into the trailers that we, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a clue of what's going to be in there, but, um, I've heard like, there's a lot more Eric Andre, uh, a lot more of the guest, uh, appearances that just didn't make the final cut. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm in. I'll watch it once. Me too. So the next one, musical chair bags. Um, this one did not seem like it was going to be funny at first and until <laughs> they had a result that they did not plan on, which again, thank you. We man. So this is basically musical chairs, but they have airbags under the seats. And the joke on them was that everybody had an airbag. So none of it mattered. Uh, right? class, classic Knoxville, you know, but the best part is that it launches Wee Man so far up. He lands in between all the chairs. Like he, he, he goes a good, like six he lands on feet. all the hydraulics. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. He does a complete 360 in the air. Like he flips head over heels. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's why it's sort of like, he's one of the best to watch just because of his body size he flit he flings so easily oh i know it's so great and he's he's just and he's also funny as hell dude the guy's just hilarious to me anyway yeah he's he's always yep. like i remember you know he was in skate videos and stuff growing up and i was like oh man like he's a little person that can that can skate really well um he has like he's a good spirit about things like they they make him do some really weird shit with uh Preston at times, you know, especially on the old episodes. And he's always been game. Like he he's not one to say no, but he'll also um if somebody tries to pull a quick one on him, he's always quick to get back on his feet and give it right back. He doesn't take shit, which I always thought was cool. Yep, me too. Loved it. Love it. Uh the next one is probably the one that besides the the bowl is the one they predominantly used on it's on the poster it's in the trailer the flight of the icarus where knoxville is shot out of a cannon with wings right uh <laughs> i mean it's it's an absolutely crazy stunt i don't know how they really did it um as far as like you know how i don't not kill himself when right the yeah that's what i it's like it's really um visually spectacular because he, he they fly you know he literally flies um but it's another one of those where i'm like sometimes less is more and it's it's cool to get your moment of knoxville flying through the air and it's super dangerous and dumb well, he always um, does a cannon doesn't he he always does yeah that's sort of yeah that's sort of his thing is like and it to me I, I guess it's um probably more of a harken back to the olden days of the circus you know he's sort of the uh the clown that they'd shoot out of the cannon back in the day uh always fun yeah and and there's also a theme there's also a theme here that they had with this movie is they did similar skits in this one that they did in the first one or right. one of the first ones. And then there's a moment at the end of the movie where they actually put them side by side. And so some of these are just to harken back, not only like you said to the circus, but to jackass itself. Right. Um, and it was a, it was a theme in the movie that you don't even realize you're watching until they kind of show that at the end. And then you go, Oh yeah, this is, they did pay homage. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Sort of cool. Like, 
uh, look where we are now. And it's like just bigger, you know, and <laughs> like he got hit by another bull. Right. You know, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, yeah things like that. Yeah. And then the next little quick sketch is the uh, the barrel ramp wall, which is again using a trailer but it's just uh, a dude riding his bike as fast as he can and you think he's going to go up a ramp but it's actually a printed photo of a ramp uh can i tell you the only way this is funny to me this isn't funny to me because the guy running into it knew knows. he was going to run yeah, into yeah. it if they could have made one big enough and put it in a place big enough where the person just riding the bike had no clue then I'm laughing. This guy knew he was going to hit it. Right. Like, Just hurting himself. Know. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the same boat. It's when you're expecting it. Um, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I, in fact, in the trailer, I thought, oh, they don't know they hit it. And then this one in the camera pans back enough. There's it's obvious. There's no way they didn't know anyway. Yeah. Sometimes the stuff where they just hurt themselves or just jump off something and they know they're going to land on something stupid. It's funny, and sometimes I laugh at their reactions, but it's not the best skit. You know what I mean? The intelligent ones are the ones that I really laugh at. But yeah, this this next sense. no, this next one is definitely on the other end of the spectrum. Um, which it is hurt them hurting themselves, but it's a little more elaborate. It's the quiet game, <laughs> which this actually is pretty good. Absolutely wild. Uh, they dress as mimes. We have uh, Rachel, we have Poopies, and we have Stevo. Um, I when I first, I mean, they they put this in a trailer, and I was like. It can't be what they're showing, you know, and, and this is wild. Like, I would not want to do any of them. I think the snake is the worst for me. Yes. Uh, so the, the object is to they dress like mimes and they're supposed to do these stunts without making noise. Um, very funny. It starts with Rachel having to stick her tongue into a stun gun. Um, an interesting observation from my wife, uh, who, you know, is a female perspective watching this. Um, she noticed that, like, the newcomer Rachel, the only female on on this cast, uh, she mm -hmm. almost doesn't react to like anything. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, well, like, it's almost like, you know, a lot of women just go through a lot of shit. And it's like, you know, this is just another another day, you know, and, and it, sometimes I'm like, is it the guys overreacting to get a good laugh? Or is like she just that badass because she sticks it right in there, like her tongue right in the stun gun and barely even blinks like she's <laughs> yeah, so badass. I don't know if it's because like she has to deal with a bunch of shit all day. I think she's just badass and she's got a poker face and that's why they picked her for that thing, man. Yeah, she she uh even in the couple other stunts she does later, she she sacks up better than any of them, honestly. Right. She shows like, She really up. does. Yeah. Yeah, Knoxville talked a little bit about her I think on like uh Fallon or what he was on one of the late night shows or maybe even Stern or something. He was talking about they asked him about bringing in these new these new cast members and how they found them. And he's like, she's never done any of this kind of stuff. She's actually stand up comedian that I follow on Instagram and thought she was really funny and asked her. And she was, you know, over the moon to uh, to do this. And it's oh, pretty wow. yeah, crazy to think like she had never had done any kind of uh, stunts or pranks or anything. And she's like showing and she and he was saying too he's like she shows up all the guys like she does not react to anything she she, <laughs> she has a stone cold face and it's like you know almost uh it's like almost takes you back because when someone gets hurt we all laugh that's the point of the movie when she does it with a straight face I, i'm almost not laughing i'm sitting oh, back really? like like oh shit like it's almost like uh shocking uh, for lack of uh, bad, bad pun. Yeah, but, uh, no, you're right. I don't, you're right. Uh, if she's not laughing, you're not laughing. You are shocked and, and all those things for sure. 
That's interesting. I assume that they grab new cast, not just for this movie, but they probably can't do this all the time at their age. And so I assume these are all going to be featured in the new show. I think so. Yeah. He Knoxville was basically saying when they, he had been writing all these ideas in like a draft email for the last 10 years. And when he finally decided like, this is going to be it, the studio was like, you can't like you and your guys cannot do most of these because you're physically like it, it might kill you. And <laughs> and he's like, well, I want to continue this. Like I want to pass the baton down to a new generation. Like it's, it's in a weird way. It's almost like uh, the four freshmen, you know, like you're right. they're a group that, a singing group for those who are young and don't know who that is. It was like a singing group in like the fifties and sixties sort of doing uh barbershop quartet stuff. And they just sort of keep passing on so that the group is younger, younger, younger. They, they pass the baton on and it's like never the same people, but it's the, the spirit of the group. So it's like, to me, it's like, yeah, ushering in a new generation because jackass is not just the people. It's like, uh, a way of life, I guess. Like it's, 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 it's it has its own life. So, uh, yeah, she does the stun gun. And then we have poopies who to me does the worst one. He has to kiss this, uh, really means angry snake. And I don't care if it's not venomous. I don't care if it's a garter snake. Yep, I am either. not. And, and kid has balls of steel. He wears the mime glasses and just puts his face right in there <laughs> twice. Yeah. Not just once, but twice. He's Cause been- he got bit on the, he got bit on the nose and they were trying to get him to kiss it. And then it bit him on the nose again. <laughs> I think Yeah, I think he got hit twice. And I think, it was mildly, I don't know, Steve-O, the shin to the, the skateboard of the shins. Uh, I mean, ow, I bruised like hell. I'm yes. glad he didn't break them. But uh, uh, that one's probably the one I could do. Yeah. I could probably do that one. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think you could even convince me to do the other two. Like, <laughs> either. Especially the scorpion one, to the lips. She one, does later. Yeah, one is pain, and then one is putting my. I, I don't think my body could physically like. I could not put my face next to that snake. Like, uh, I could do the taser, maybe. Maybe I could do the taser. A little, but yeah. the snake. I'm with you. Uh, I the two things in these movies I can't do, and they do a little bit later, is the animals and then the food. Yeah, like you put a pitcher of horse cum in front of me. I I'm not drinking it. Okay, <laughs> right. I, I I don't yep. care. I'm just gonna puke. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the one I just physically probably couldn't do that one. And I'm not squeamish, but, you know, yeah, there's, we, there's you got you and me are we're horror movie buffs. We've seen the goriest of gory things that have ever been gory put on the screen. And yet we're not we've got limits here, people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I read that um, Machine Gun Kelly was originally supposed to be part of this one. And because of scheduling, couldn't do this one. I think he really lucked out because Oh uh, yeah, that they, other one's really easy. Well, yeah, they're saying he was supposed to like be like the one that kisses a snake, and I'm like, no way! Like, could they do that to a celebrity? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe they're just talking shit, especially because yeah. he's on tour. Well, I guess it depends on when they they probably filmed it a year ago or something. So yeah, yeah, that 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 that's <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I can't do the I can't do the I can't do the food. You know, we can we can watch Human Centipede <laughs> do the food anyway. The, the next one is one we sort of touched on a little bit um, in that, like the, the the bike thing. This one is another one where I'm like, this isn't that funny. He's just physically hurting himself. So so Zach, the newcomer, the big guy, he's sort of the new Preston. He literally puts like a hang glider thing on his back and just jumps into a pile of cacti. Um, I mean, I, mean, I laugh. I laugh, but... too. But it's like, man, like he, he, there's nothing like there was no 
um, way to successfully pull it off. Like he's he's literally just jumping into a pile of of cacti. Like there's mm-hmm. that's all it is. There he was. He knew he was that that parachute thing was not going to pick him up. There was no nothing but pain for him in this. And to me, I'm like, I laugh, but I'm sort of watching it the second time. And I guess they were they originally cut this from the movie. And then the other guys were like, no, he jumped into a cactus, like (laughs) put it in the goddamn movie, because I guess the test audiences didn't love it either. And they're like, no, like he did this. He deserves to be in the movie. So uh, we get that. That's funny. And then we have. I did. You did. They. They. I will say they shot it well. Yeah. Because you don't know what he's gonna land in until he lands in it. Right. And that. That's the only like. uh, (laughs) Only redeemable part is how they film it. So that it it is is the reveal. But the next one is again a throwback to the early days of Jackass, where we have the cup test. Um, But this time it is. which one is it? Is it Francis motherfucking? Oh, Ngannou. yeah. Francis Ngannou, <laughs> UFC heavyweight champion, hardest hitter on the uh, roster by far. Is it uh, is it Dave England or is it Aaron that does this one? It's I Aaron. Think. Yeah, Aaron. And that, I've watching this again and, and rewatching <laughs> the movies. Poor Aaron. This oh, him, every, him Dave, yeah, everyone. He's the butt of the joke. He always is. And him and Dave, the pubes glued to his face and he, right. gets, he gets all of he, it. I think he gets it the most. Dave is second. Uh, Dave England. And then after that, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of up right. in the air. But those two, I feel like, get bullied by the group because they, they just let everyone sort of walk over them. But uh, he gets Francis Ngannou uppercut to the nuts to test a nut cup. I mean. He tells Knoxville tells him it's a lightweight and he should have known better after all these years. He hasn't learned his right. lesson. Well, and then in Ghana, as he said, he uppercuts it. And I am a giant UFC fan and I have seen every professional fight Francis and has had since he entered the UFC. Me too. And I have seen that man uppercut people's heads to where their head touches the back of their neck. The over aim knockout. Uh, yeah. Like the man's. <laughs> The man is honestly Ivan Drago, okay? Like, he right. just is. He's the, you know, 1,850 pounds. Like, he's that guy. And he and Aaron spread his legs. And, I mean, fuck. I will say, this one and then the other boxing nut one that we will get to are the two times I cringed in this, in this movie. These are them. Yeah, and, it, and they don't them. even stop with that. Like, with the original... <laughs> cup test johnny just gets kicked oh, by a bunch of kids then they go into like the world's <laughs> fastest softball player and, and what makes it even funnier is that he's so nervous and shaking that he keeps moving out of instinct and it's hitting his thighs which is making it worse because he's <laughs> giant bruises right on his he has thighs for the rest of the movie <laughs> and he can't just like if he would have of course they tell him right away if you would have just stood there the first time and got hit we could have been done by now like they're lecturing him and they <laughs> they sort of keep it's like he goes through like the sports gamut then he gets into a hockey puck uh which i hockey's always like i, I never played that's hockey. dangerous yeah dude. it's dangerous like pucks are scary people don't realize how heavy those fucking things are oh, oh yeah yeah they're like they're they're several pounds right um of rubber um, it's like a little brick that he's hitting right at his nuts at like 100 i mean it's like a fastball maybe worse probably worse than a fastball uh let's see uh I was just trying to look up like how fast is a, a hundred a slap shot is around 110 miles an hour. There you go. Yikes. 
So a little bit faster than like most major league uh, fast pitchers. Like they, right? Yeah. So and, and uh, I, I think with the way a hockey puck's designed, probably a little worse depending on where it hits you. Um, and then they ramp it up to the absolute worst one that ruptures his testicle. They jump a pogo stick onto his balls. I'm sh- that one because it rips, right? It, it, it doesn't land on. There's nothing to land on. It, it's going to pull and it, rip and pinch. And right. Yeah. Yeah. He was bleeding when that one's over. Like, yeah, he could have ruptured. I'm they said he ruptured a testicle. Yeah. Oh, they he did. Yes. And he's, but he had a kid. He has like my wife looked it up because that one. Oh, you mean, wait, he did before or this movie did it? I, he, he ruptured the testicle on the pogo stick one, but uh, he still ended up reproducing. So, oh, since like he yes. just had a baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, did it heal or did they take I, it out? I think it, I think they can maybe heal. It like wasn't like exploded, like just sort of like <laughs> fra- I don't know how you can fracture a test. I don't know. But uh Either all way, right. that was the one that, like, out of all this stuff that made my wife cringe the most, like, watching this and wa- rewatching it, she had to look away. She's like, no, no, I know. There's always, like, <laughs> one or two every movie that she's like, I can't do. And that was the pogo stick one on, on this. And it's funny. It's like, you know, honey, you don't even have testicles. Like, how do you, you know, <laughs> as a male watching it, I, I would, you know, not to say oh. that you can't understand, but, you know, she doesn't quite understand. So. Oh, God. Yeah, it's uh, you can't explain it to anybody. It's like, uh, you know, if someone said explain something, explain what warm means and don't use the word hot or warm. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to explain the pain, um, but it's something special. Yeah, it's on a league of its own Uh, (laughs) and and watching it, especially if if they hit the pubic bone like up like Francis and Ganus was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they had him stand on chairs for that. poor poor human yeah poor guy and francis like the way he with his accent and his like he's like a big strong teddy bear he's like smiling and having fun it's it just adds to the whole sketch it's so good the one thing i will say about these is they had to get celebrities to do the deed so they got the female softball pitcher they got a hockey player right they got francis Ganu. their reactions are hilarious like like the hockey player looked like he had always wanted to do that <laughs> and he got a chance to same the softball player she nails was, him right she, in the nuts and she like pumps her fist like yeah got right. him. yeah she was so stoked like she was it was like a vendetta <laughs> like she always wanted to do it. like i have always wanted to deliberately do this anyway. right as if he did something to her like the, right yeah uh. Oh God. Uh, anyway, imagine, they, they they make these better for me. Yeah, so. yeah. And if I was on, you know, I, I would part of me is like I would love to be on set. And then part of me is like, no, because I guess these celebrities like they're not going to fuck with Francis and Ganu. Uh, you know, they're not going to. But like you invite others like, you know, they invite Eric Andre and they fuck with him and different people. Um, uh, Tyler, the creator. But, I, you know, I don't think anybody has the uh, fortitude. They They know better than the fuck with like Francis. Oh, true. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> the next oh, one my God. we have is a sort of throwback again. Um, they finally, I guess, is one that they've been sort of trying to get uh, on set. And it was sort of an impromptu one. They had a porta potty set to explode. Finally got someone to go in and it was poor Steve-O. He goes in to take <laughs> a shit. They explode it really quick and funny. Uh, they count it on camera. Uh, not much to it. Just literally exploded a porta potty while he was in there trying to take a shit. They at least did him the 
the courtesy is they didn't wait for him to get his pants down pretty much right when right. he shut the door. They let it off, so they didn't completely let him launch but out yeah. of the nude. They were like, I can't believe you actually trusted a bathroom on the set. Uh, That's and, very true, right? Yeah, and, and they got him. And, and that leads to the most scientific one, I would say, on this uh, this movie, lighting a fart underwater. Um, <sighs> this is one that they put in the trailers, but was interesting because... Uh, in the trailers, it's not Steve-O. So I'm guessing this will be in 4.5, but I think it's uh, it's Jasper, maybe, in the trailers that uh, is in that oh. weird contraption. So basically, <laughs> they put them in this like clear glass tub that has a <laughs> fart catcher with a spark like on a, it. It's like a reverse funnel. Right. They catch the bubbles. Yeah, and... and to me, it's like, this is overly complicated. How are they going to make this funny? They're just trying to light a fart underwater for some reason, like a dumb thing they always <laughs> wanted to do. Now we have the money from a movie studio. Let's finally try to make this happen. Cause they should, they go back and they show, uh, <laughs> they show, um, uh, Dave trying to do it back way back in the day. And he ends up shitting in a tub and, uh, right. they don't get it. So, now they have the technology. They bring in like a scientist of some kind. <laughs> and he's got this, uh, he's got this thing that goes into the cup or the funnel, that reverse funnel that's catching the fart bubble that light is <laughs> light and sparks <laughs> and like a, like a, like a oven, uh, like a gas oven before right. you actually turn the gas on. And, and anyway, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then suddenly it explodes. <laughs> And it was, I, and, and I, you know, eventually what was in there did ignite, but it took several, several tries. In fact, they even took a blowtorch and just right. literally pointed at Steve-O's ass. I have seen more of Steve-O's asshole in the last <laughs> three weeks than, I, you know, I've seen my own I'm, in my life. So right, there you go. I'm, I'm good to never, yeah, see his asshole again. Um, yeah, they, they, because he started to, what just happened, yeah, he, they tried to light it with a blowtorch and it doesn't work. <laughs> and he's, he's pulling his hand out it ignites anyway. Right. And like Steve-O goes flying back into the tub and it's an explosion. It's no shit. Yeah. Re rewatching. They, they play it back in like slow motion so that we, you see what happens and it's like the buildup of the gas finally hits <laughs> that spark. <laughs> balls rippled or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, what did he say? Yeah. Cause I think it's like, yeah, you, in the slow-mo, you can see the, the impact <laughs> of like the explosion make his, makes his, his ball sack sort of a uh, ripple. Uh, but I, th I think I think what really makes this bit funny is one the situation that they're in. Like they've built this contraption, and two, like Knoxville says something like, um, when they're when he's explaining the scientist is explaining this whole contraption and how it's going to work. There's an awkward moment of silence, and he says, "So what? How was work today, honey?" It's like that little joke that he says because it's like the reality of this guy going home and having to explain to people what he does for a living like what did you do today <laughs> i built a contraption to try to light someone's fart under f underwater for jackass it, the reality of the situation i think is what makes this one so funny it's so stupid oh i know yeah yeah, yeah. like i didn't even remember that was something they always wanted to do or try right I, I don't remember the first time so i i actually they the way they did it or at least the way they presented it in the order they presented it uh it it looks like it's gonna fail Right. Uh, it looks like it's not going to work. And they actually they actually look like they're about to call it quits uh, if what they tried didn't work and it didn't work. And then all of a sudden it exploded, uh, which is hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. They don't even get to like light a fart. It like it's an explosion from a fart. Uh, yeah. So 
Um, then we have a really quick one, a hammock throw, which uh, it made us think like both me and, and the wife watching this thought uh, rewatching it last night. We were joking like this is some dumb stuff me and my friends would definitely do. So they have somebody in a hammock. They start swinging them until they can get them upside down. So down then he jumps from the hammock, goes airborne and tries to land on his feet. Just, a you know, another one of those like, you know, it's not going to end well. Someone getting hurt. Throw this in between the big sketches. Uh, right. Sort of a throwaway filler, but, uh, you know, fun. But it leads into the spider helmet. This one oh, is man. wild. So we have uh, Danger Aaron on one side. We have what is it? Dark. Uh, I have his name here yeah, on my what notes. What are they calling him? Uh, so basically, it's Jasper's dad. Um, he, and he dark, has, it's a dark, prison name. Dark Shark. Yeah, Dark Shark. It's a prison kind of namey thing. Right. Which which adds to this story. So Jasper, who is a new cast member, a young black guy, brings his dad on to the set and he's done prison time. He has a lot of street cred and Jasper sort of wants him to freak out. So they throw him into something. He basically want to take this tough guy and make him look very uh, weak or vulnerable compared to these other guys. So they throw him in this device. that's like basically two um, space helmets combined with one tube down the middle. They throw a tarantula in the middle and they have to try their their hands are tied down and uh you're trying to get it into the other person's helmet. Uh this one's made funny because of Dark Shark. Like the idea that this right. um, this masculine alpha male is absolutely shit terrified of this spider. Um they're, they're blowing on this poor thing going back and forth. Eventually ends up in his helmet. Um he's like got, he he rips his arms from the duct tape restraints and he's grabbing everybody that his hands can get on, like basically like get this thing out of me. Um, and I would be the same way, like watching this, I'm like, <laughs> no fucking way am I doing this? Of course it always, as always, um, ends up bouncing back at danger Aaron. Um, and they, they make him take the bite, even though he won the game. Uh, he gets his nipple bitten by the spider and they continue <laughs> right, fucking does. with him. But th- this whole bit is it, pretty wild, but it's, it's mostly um, relying on the idea that, Dark Shark is a badass, but he's terrified of spiders. And it's funny. Like it his reaction is really funny. Like yeah. I was laughing my butt off because you it, he he just yeah he almost shut down. And and I think I would do the same thing, man. Like watching it, I'm like I I just would not agree to it. I wouldn't have had my head in the helmet. No, no, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, these kind of bugs. Like I don't mind. I, I my my kids have had a lizard and some rats, and there's some things that are fine, but there's limits, man. There's yeah. limits. Yeah, and then and then we have a weird one. This is probably maybe my least favorite of the whole movie. The electrician uh, is Knoxville again, fucking with the the general public. He's set up on sort of like a cherry picker, acting like he's up there doing electric work, and asks a bystander to help him get down. Right, uh, right, right goes right. painfully wrong, and he continues to make things worse and worse for himself. It's not even really a stunt, just more of a prank on a on a poor woman. And it was it just it's sort of weird, like like the setup for it. I would like to see a little bit more of how the setup, because it looks like this lady sitting at a table in the middle of nowhere, like reading a book. I don't know where and how they like a little bit more context to how this was set up would have been funnier to me. But to me, this one was probably the the least I laughed during the movie, I would say. Yeah, she was OK. Um, I almost just was, felt bad okay. for her. Oh, I don't know if it felt bad, but I it was 
I don't know. It it was funny at first, and then it got less funny the longer it went. Right. Yeah. It could have been really fast and uh, you know passing. Um, but the next like, one... after a while, she's just repeating herself. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway. And she and she's very upset and flustered, and it's just sort of like, okay, we got it. Um, the next one, I'm not really sure what the original stunt was supposed to be. They call it dirty dancing because they were. They dress Preston up in this like chrome silver suit and they're they're telling Wee Man to jump into his arms like they're doing dirty dancing. But it looks like they're in some kind of bullpen or something. They never explain what the original stunt was supposed to be. They're filming this and Preston literally shits his pants. And that's the whole sketch. Oh, that's right. It doesn't even the skit doesn't even happen. No, they don't. They don't explain what it was because they never get to it. They're they're practicing it. And maybe he, that's the point five. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. But it, it, he just stops midway and Preston's like, I shit my pants. I shit my pants. I can't believe it. And uh, of course, they have this poor camera guy who's been with them since the beginning. Lance Bangs, who it's almost like a, a challenge for these cast members to try to get Lance to throw up on his camera, <laughs> um, right. which he's done in almost every uh, film previous. So this, this right. is the closest he gets on this one because uh, <laughs> Preston strips off his silver costume and he has shit himself and they can all smell it. And, and the smell hits him and he starts. <laughs> and of course, he's the only one with a mask on out, right. outside. It's like, oh, now it's going to be worse. You're going to yak in your yeah. mask. And I was like, and he wouldn't even pull it down. I was no, like, well, that's no. dedication, buddy. He wouldn't even pull it right. down to puke. It's like run away and, and you know, get out of there. Um, but it's just one of the things Ugh. that, you know, is, is an unscripted accident. And, and I think Preston standing there saying like, I'm a 51 year old man and I'm, sh- I shit my pants. <laughs> he goes, why did you shit my pants? I don't know. I shit my pants. It was so random. <laughs> yeah. It actually was. It actually was. Part of to shit my pants. Like, why? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's really dumb, but sometimes the unplanned stuff is what is even funnier. And, and to me, that was was hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, we, now we have good. the uh, the one that Bam is actually like featured in. And one of the looks like the, the most hardcore ones is the marching band. So very simple idea. Set up a very fast running treadmill on a cement platform. Have the jackass guys dress in band uniforms, including the instruments, and jump on this thing and just eat shit. Um, They've done it before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, to me, this one um, is funny because we talked earlier about, like, you know, jumping into the cactus and that kind of shit to me, running into the wall. This is the same thing, but there's at least a concept to it, and you're not sure of the outcome, (laughs) and goddamn, they eat shit hard. This has to be, like, the most painful one. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's there is Bam. I didn't even notice him yeah, in there. He's the second one in, and uh, he he uh, he's the one that checks on Stevo because he's knocked out. He goes over and and is like, Stevo, you okay? Uh, this one landed uh, Stevo and uh, Johnny Knoxville in the hospital. Um, Stevo, like I think, broke a wrist and and some ribs and and big concussion. This one outside of the bowl, I think, was the one that did the most damage. And and watching it. God damn, it's just <laughs> so hard. And then they just they'd fall in cement. I mean, just no, you wouldn't think a treadmill could be that violent, but it's like, you know, I, I don't need another reason not to exercise. But holy shit, this one's rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, and because the, they were landing on their instruments, that was right. a lot of it. And, a lot, and the, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was not just falling on them. They were falling on trombones and drums and shit. 
Yeah, and the, and the treadmill is like almost acting like a, a way to launch these instruments and other bodies on top of you because you're landing, everybody's landing in the same spot, so they're just sort of piling up. Yep, yep, just, 100%. Just, yeah, th- this is one that I think where they must have filmed this at the very beginning, I think, um, and they probably were like, okay, we are too old for this shit. Like, let's, we need some, some young guns because I think if they would have filmed this later, they probably would have used some of the young cast in this one. Yeah, maybe, maybe because you notice some of them, like some of these sketches like that, there's not any of the young cast. They're not even there watching like they're not even around. So I'm curious to see. I think they might have filmed some of this stuff, like when Knoxville has the brown hair and Bam's on set, like maybe like two or three years ago, mm. quite a quite a while ago. Um, then we have our only cameo by Eric Andre, or I guess he's he's in the background on a few more, but um I, I was sort of disappointed. I'm a big Eric Andre fan. They they put him in the trailers. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Eric Andre with the Jackass crew. It's it's really simple. They have a fake, uh, well, it is a real coffee truck on set yeah, yeah. for people to get coffee, and they use like an airbag to punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> and then they tell him, you know, okay, we're going to really make you coffee. Come back and hit him in the nuts with another one. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny. It me. is really funny. And, and his reaction, he's like, God damn it. I should have known I'm on a Jackass set. Like, <laughs> But he he's almost like proud, like, <clears throat> you know, like he obviously these guys are a huge influence on his comedy. Um, have you seen Bad Trip yet? Nope. You should check that out on YouTube or on uh, Netflix. Yeah. It's All Eric, right. Eric Andre's version. It's, it's done by Dick House. It's the same people who did Bad Grandpa. It is uh, he he's does a lot of really insane. It's mostly him fucking with the public, sort of like his his. Uh, the Eric Andre show, but it is really funny. It's it has scripted wraparound, but it's it's if you like Jackass, you'll really love uh, Bad Trip too. Nice, um, I'll check it out. The next one is a super gross, disgusting one where uh, Preston's nutsack is getting hit with these little uh, boxing gloves. They pull it through a hole, and they have I I couldn't tell if they were like dildos or something with little boxing gloves on the end, um, sort of like a massage gun where they're beating up his nuts like a speed bag. Uh, I think this is just one of those ones that's like gross out funny and, and they and then Aaron, they have to. Yeah, Aaron has Aaron to, goes over and like by hand pulls pull. Preston's nuts back down. And uh, then he goes over and he tries to touch. He tries to touch. Uh, I can't remember who's Poopy's face. Poopy's face. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know what those are. They're pistons and they're moving really fast. This is the thing that almost I didn't like throw up or nothing, but. <laughs> this this made me do my weak knee thing yeah showing like, it in seriously. slow motion yeah I, just any fucking way <laughs> just i mean it's it's imagine i don't know how to describe it these pistons going back and forth are moving at an incredible rate <laughs> like and they're literally just hitting this guy's bare nuts hanging out of it they made a model of a gym <laughs> and it's hanging down like a speed <laughs> oh god yeah, and then, and then we have our Machine Gun Kelly uh, cameo. Bicycle thing. Yep. Yeah, this is another one, obviously, because of Machine Gun Kelly's popularity, his fame. They use this one in the trailers a lot. Um, they have a bike race set up and these gigantic prop hands and whoever rides uh, slower in like sort of like a race will get slapped and put into a pool. I felt like they, they <laughs> the amidst- funny part is he didn't know. He goes, I thought. That hand was mine. Like he didn't know which one he was peddling, so he thought he was winning. Right. Yeah. And <sighs> I think um, you know, hitting hitting Steve O right away with one, um, 
sort of set the grounds because people probably feel like you know at least for me i was watching i'm like this doesn't look like it's going to be uh very painful but hitting him right away with one sort of set that uh like precedent that okay these things do hit hard (laughs) because i assume you know it's like you have to be careful with like a celebrity like machine gun kelly you can't actually hit him (laughs) super hard but they it seems like it hits pretty good and he gets whacked and he gets luckily for him he gets put in the water which which you know um sort of braces his fall but uh it's always i'm not a huge fan of his so it's sort of fun to just watch him get smacked literally by a giant hand uh, well, I I might have paid to see him in concert uh, within the last six months. So, why? Well, like I said, I don't. I, I I'm not a huge fan, but I also don't hate the guy. <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh, vit, like a lot of hate about for that guy out there. And uh, yeah, and <clears throat> my team at work, they're there. They're 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 on that MGK hate train. And so I learned over the week and one of his songs, I'm going to make a video and just, I was like, I'll just, I'll just slap back the haters. It's fine. <laughs> just annoy everybody with the, with the video. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Screw the haters. Exactly. It's what our, it's what my show's all about. Screw the haters. Exactly. It's your motto. <clears throat> um, yeah, that, that should be. Then we have another throwback. It's the triple wedgie, which is a throwback to an ep- to uh, I think a season one sketch where Knoxville tries to give himself a wedgie out of a tree. Um, this one's a right. little more elaborate. We have uh, Zach and Preston, the two big guys, jump down, give themselves wedgies while picking up Wee Man in the middle and giving him a wedgie. And uh, for how simple and uh, simplistic this idea was, uh, just having these like pulleys and stuff compared to the tree version in you know 20 years ago it works spectacularly uh and which makes it hilarious all three of them totally get huge wedgies and then they're just holding poor wee man into the air um by his underwear and i and uh i think it's uh knoxville says something like you look like a little angel angel yeah the the two fat guys gotta jump down and wee man gets yanked up uh and uh it's it's brilliant yeah, it, it's brilliant. Well, and we, yeah, it's, it's just, the way the wires, the way the weight distribution in the wire was, it was perfectly right. balanced. So yeah, I wonder if they sprawled out. Got that on first try or not? Because if they did, that's really good. Like that <laughs> is a, probably a lot more elaborate and hard than they would imagine. Like you would imagine, you know. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, that one, really, that one really made me laugh. And that one, you can see, you hear Bam's voice, and you can see his like arms. So he was there for that one. They must have filmed that one pretty early. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was on YouTube earlier, and there was like a video of all of Bam and Jackass Forever, so you could find him. Huh. I gotta look. I gotta. I gotta look for him on that one. Anyway, yeah, this is really hilarious. <laughs> they, they completely face plant on those mattresses and they don't move. Yeah, and they're like really gross mattresses too. It's like they're like this is the best we could get. They're like pee stained mattresses, <laughs> and they're in a warehouse. Yeah, funny stuff. Uh, our next one is is one we we talked a little bit about earlier. The scorpion Botox. So <sighs> yeah. our only female, she gets put in this situation, which is horrific. Um, they set her up on a chair and they're going to give her Botox by letting a scorpion sting her face. And I, when it first (laughs) came on and it was like, holy shit, this is happening. Like poor her. But then, I mean, it does sting her, but her lack of reaction again, almost like no sells it. Like she almost, you know, 
no like she's getting stung in the lip and and you know if if that was steve-o or somebody they would be losing their shit because uh, yeah. we've had the I think it was in 3D where Pontius um, maybe stuck his wiener in or, or no, he had his tongue and chin in. Yeah. And ha- was fighting a scorpion with his mouth. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's sort of, an, again, another throwback. <clears throat> but uh, th- they're having a difficult time getting to sting. It stings her chin and her lip. It doesn't really swell up like I think they anticipate. Um, Not quickly, but I'm sure that thing didn't. Oh, yeah. The next day. Yeah, but uh, she almost no sells it, which, again, to me, makes it a little less funny, but still just wild to think that she would do that. Like, what a badass. Uh, I, you know, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, not, no, not 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 for me. Not a scorpion. And then, I mean, the guys, it was amazing was even Pontius and the guys just kept picking up the scorpion. Was like, they're so used to it by now. They're just handling it like it was nothing. Right. Yeah, I think. uh what they do, Wild Boys, him and Steve-O, Pontius and Steve-O had that, yep. that series on MTV where they did animal adventures and stuff. So, yep. uh, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, then we have another throwback to an old, maybe I'm trying to remember if it was a series or the movie, but in, um, England goes to a garage sale uh, where they have a toilet set up, pulls out his pants to shit, and they rocket him off of the toilet. Uh, this one's multi-levels, too, because it's like, one, why is there a toilet at a yard sale? Um, right and then why is he shitting in it what the joke is him shitting in it and then they launch him and so everybody that they they're pranking is like what what's happening not just because you blew off a toilet but why there's i think the first guy says something like what are you doing here why were you using that toilet and it's like right of course it's hilarious to to do this upon um unsuspecting people that's why it's funny uh and he ta- he he go- he gets a good launch out of it, but uh, you know I-, I think the original sketch was a lot funnier when he went into like an actual store, like a hardware store, and shit in one of their model toilets. <laughs> That's where that whole bit comes from, and and uh, he actually brought like a newspaper, and they had to like they came over and and kicked him out, and uh, you know a little less gross version of it, I guess, but but uh, yeah. not one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, then we have neither, a, neither was the next one right think. yeah the parachute slide um the next two yeah are sort of uh not great but the parachute slide they they're it's almost a, a repeat of the uh lube uh slip and slide where they basically set up a ramp they have all the fan they said they rented all the big fans they could in la and they have a parachute set up and they're pulling jasper i believe down this thing and he's supposed to be on like a inflatable chair or some kind of you know pool floaty thing and uh of course they get hurt but it's just yeah again <laughs> right. it doesn't work as 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 good as the uh premise is set up and uh yeah not the funniest yeah not no, too it elaborate fine. It, it was what it was right it filled the time and it, it, I, I laughed of course but um comparatively not the funniest then we have the uh a skateboarder is going down a sidewalk and a guy dressed in a fist costume just runs straight okay, into I, him. And... I, this made me laugh. It oh, was yeah. stupid. It was quick, but yeah. I really laughed at yeah, it. Yeah. So. And I, I, I do like those, you know, that is literally like a five second clip just hits him. And then they, they move on to the next thing, which is a little more elaborate. Um, yep. We, we have your favorite. We man, uh, we have uh, Steve-O and Pontius dressed in like ghoul costumes, which I didn't remember the original. They showed like on the credits, um, that they've done right. this before, apparently, but they they sort of set up this this funny like sacrifice sacrifice with uh, poor Wee Man. They tie him down. 
um, in a speedo, put Ugh. meat all over his body, and let a vulture a vul- take. It, it, I mean, he he earned his money on this one, Jack. I'm sorry, that was terrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is, I mean, it's literally bigger than Wee Man. That bird. It's bigger than Wee Man, and its beak is probably longer than Wee Man's Wee Man, <laughs> and he, they kept stuffing meat down it, yeah. and then Vulture's pulling it out while he's screaming. Yeah. I mean, they tie him down like General's daughter tie him down. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's awful. Limbs spread out, and uh, and and again, Wee Man is sort of the one that doesn't take shit, and he's like, get me the fuck out of this thing. like. Okay, it's had enough meat. And that that when he he sells it, you know what I mean. He's not he's not overselling it, but he's reacting as I think I would too. Like, okay, I've had enough. It had enough. Get this fucking. And then and then it's funny. There's a point where Knoxville I think is like, don't kick the bird. And he's like, I didn't kick the fucking bird. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, but but get this fucking thing because his legs are bleeding. Like that thing is is you know there the animal doesn't know better but it's it sees meat it's going to go for it and it's not going to take it gently no i don't his talons are giant <laughs> bird was just enormous oh. oh god um and then what was funny was because he had the speedo his junk was absolutely visible and they thought he stuffed it right like what is that is that you and they're like yeah man that's that's me good for him <laughs> it's like it gets good for you <laughs> they put meat right on it like literally right on it right it was funny as uh um uh who's the not not danger and the other guy um england dave england yeah yeah dave england is not laughing the entire time i noticed he looks so terrified for we man <laughs> Well, they probably, he just kept looking so scary. I say he probably also knows that they're somehow going to turn this on him. Um, there is a little bit where they they're like, <laughs> let's get um, Dark Shark. Like we know he's terrified of everything. Hey, like put your arm out and let's get this bird on his oh, arm. Oh, that's right. And he's losing his shit and his and Jasper's like, I'm taking your your street your street card like your street cred card. Uh, you know your hood card. You're you're no longer you lost your street cred because you're afraid of a bird. Um, but <laughs> I'm not yep. letting this goddamn thing on my arm either. So yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I get it. Then I guess that leads into like one of the grosser ones. I mean, it's a quick little clip, but they're they're talking about the uh, pig semen. Uh, oh. Knoxville's like we have like you know gallons and gallons of this, and they get Pontius. <laughs> they pour out. He pours out a glass for Pontius to smell, and of course Pontius just um, delightfully, drinks yeah, drinks a glass of it and is and says, you know, it's not as bad as the the horse semen I drank in the earlier seasons. <laughs> uh, it's just almost that's like what, that's what got Fear Factor canceled. Yeah, well, it's just uh, last the last episode <laughs> made people drink. I think it was pon- a donkey semen, and uh, the network was like, "All right, we're done. <laughs> well, we're done." What's so gleeful and funny about it is how willfully he does it, and how joyfully. And and he, his <sighs> no sell is what's great about it. Like, yeah. Stevo takes you know, Stevo's the polar opposite. If he even gets that thing near his lips, he's making himself throw up. Uh, right. And so it's funny because they sort of precurse like it goes this and then they do another uh, stunt that leads into why they even have the the uh, pig semen. So the next one is a lot of fun. It's the electric tap dance. That's pretty Um, good. Yeah, they have uh, they have uh, Tyler, the creator, playing fake playing the piano and they bring all the guys onto this mat that they have set up that can shock them. So they're barefoot dressed in tuxedos doing tap dancing with um little canes and they have music playing it's almost like um like hot potato or musical chairs but they shock them during their dance right. 
and what what's so funny about this one is that Tyler Creator like looks under his stool and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" He recognizes right away he's too smart. He's been part of this. He's been on Eric Andre show. He's he's done right. some some of the stuff. And there's he, a there's electrodes underneath the right. fucking and, piano and, bench. And right away he's like, "This the stool's metal. There's something under it. I know what's <laughs> going on." But he's a good sport. He keeps playing. They shock him. Um, of course they shock all the guys. There, you know that right. That, it, it it goes as planned, but I think his Tyler creator's reaction. Cause he like flips off of that stool and then he makes the director, uh, jump on and give him a shock. And it's always funny to watch him, uh, Jeff Tremaine get his, because you know, he's the one they, they sort of say Jeff's the enemy. And in this sketch, Tyler is like, you sit on it, you sit on it, convince him to sit on it, hits the trigger. And he's <laughs> like, you know, I hate Jeff Tremaine, fuck Jeff Tremaine. And gets everybody like against him. Uh, very funny. Was good. Yeah, it was. it was a good one. That was a good one. And of course, Pontius is just in drag on top of the piano doing nothing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's not getting shocked. And it's almost like everybody forgets that he gets a pass somehow. You know, it's like he's too right. nice. He's just a nice guy that does some gross. Yeah, he does the gross things that no one else wants to do. Not the painful stuff, just the gross stuff. Uh, but we've learned that the sort of tap dancing is leading into another thing, which is goes back to the pig semen. So very funny bit where they convince <laughs> and poor guy Dave England. Uh, they convince him that they're filming some interviews for, to promote the movie. They get him to go into this setup where they have a camera set up uh, when they zoom out and there's like a big, like cannon right above him. I'm like, how does he not know he falls for it every time, right. but they, uh, they get him to sit down for an interview and they just dump, I think it was like, what, five gallons or something? It was five gallons. Five yeah. gallons of pig semen directly on his head. And then they run out and he's like covered it. He's like, what is that? What is that? And they're like, that's pig cum. And he's like, pig cum. And they, they go back and watch on the camera and he gets it in he his got, mouth. There's a drop in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, you know, uh, Pontius just drank like a glass of it. So whatever. <laughs> um, but it, it's more of the idea of playing the prank on him. He, he's. And he was like, I, I, I wondered why they wouldn't let me wear my cool hat. I wanted to wear my cool hat. And they told me no. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So they, they, they get him with that, um, <laughs> which uh, leads to another one that's really another animal one that's super dangerous. So um, they get Danger Aaron uh, tied down to a, basically an electric chair strapped down. And they tell him that Knoxville is going to do a lie detector test. Right. Um, which is already bad enough. They shock him to fuck with him. He's already in pain. He's freaking out because he's tied down. Uh, <laughs> I forget what they ask him if he's allergic to bees. And he says, yes. And, and oh, that's a lie. Shock him. And he's already pissed off because he's like, okay, they're just going to get me in here and shock me. Nope. That's never it. Poor guy. Right. They, yep. uh, you know, uh, Knoxville walks up to him, covers him in uh, honey. And he's like, what is this? No, fuck you. What are you doing? Why is there honey being poured on me? Salmon. Why is there salmon <laughs> on my crotch? I swear to God. And they open the door and a bear walks in. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, you can do all the training you want. These animals are still wild animals. I oh, would, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would talk to my friends ever again if they did this shit to me. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I got to say there is, and then it, it, the skit ends. When the bear like starts 
really nibbling around his nuts, like like and clawing at his crotch. Yeah, and, and tries to bite his and, hand and trying to dig right into his fly. And they they're like, okay, we need to go get the guy. That's when he freaked out. And they took the they took the uh uh I don't know lock off the door. And the animal handler went in and grabbed the bear. And he's I mean, Aaron was shaking. Oh, I, I, I don't trembling. blame him. Yeah, I would be the same boat because that thing starts yeah, trying to go at his hand because it smells. I mean, it smells food. It doesn't know better. Uh, and it's looking under like they have him tied around the waist and it's and that's where uh, Knoxville put the salmon. So it's like digging through the belt and it's like its claws are touching his stomach like he could be disemboweled like that. No problem. <laughs> and the poor guy oh, no. is, is losing his shit. Of course, it makes for great comedy because he did not get hurt. Um just got the shit scared out of him. Uh, yeah. And again, he's always, like you said, with the, the pubes being glued to his face, this is the equivalent of that in this movie. Yeah. Um, almost thought this could be like the final bit because it was so epic and big. Uh, the next one is just another gross sort of filler from Pontius. Uh, they do some kind of weird. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Torture they, device thing. It's a thumb. It's like a th- <laughs> It's like a thumb screw that looks like a ping pong paddle <laughs> with two halves that are meant to smash his unit <laughs> flat, which it accomplishes. And it's clear. It's completely transparent. So you can see everything. Yeah. And, and uh, Knoxville ends up playing paddle ball with uh, Pontius's penis because Pontius doesn't have the rhythm. But I mean, uh, that thing was so flat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like paper flat. And right. he's like, it doesn't hurt. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah as another one of those as a male it's like what is what okay i know so weird I mean, who thinks of this shit? right him. i mean to clear that with the doctor oh yeah you can completely smash it like a pancake you're fine <laughs> so, it's so dumb but it's so funny it made me oh, laugh God. quite a bit it did, yeah I know. and then and weird. then they show um in the post credits them like playing like tug of war with two of them or something they both <laughs> I think it's him yeah. and someone else. I don't remember who it was, but they, they both put their dicks in one and they're like playing tug back and forth. Yeah. Um, and then we have sort of a, the pivotal one that nearly kills Johnny Knoxville, the one that they've shown and on the trailers and the poster again, the magic trick where Knoxville's idea is he's going to show a magic trick to a bowl. Another throwback to what he's done previously where um, he's always fucked with bowls uh, and it never ends well for him. But the yeah. idea he's going to pour a glass of milk into a hat, put on the put on the hat without spilling the milk. Um, it does not go as planned. This bull is not stoked to see him and it sends him into at least two and a half flips. Uh, yeah. And then he lands on his head, lands on his head, gets a brain hemorrhage, breaks, breaks a wrist, breaks a rib, um, completely knocked unconscious snoring. Uh, I think he said this is the one that sort of convinced him like this is going to be his last movie. No more of this stuff because, you know, that I'm testing uh, God's will at this point. Like there's, you know, I'm really uh, extending my life out at this point. And and, uh, God, he gets hit hard in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, it I didn't hear about the brain hemorrhage. He came out and he um, he came out and he got the wrist and a rib. I don't remember the brain hemorrhage though. Huh. Yeah, I, I he was when he was out promoting the movie, he talked about a brain bleed and a hemorrhage. So uh yeah, Man. not good. I mean, there was another stunt. I don't remember it what I don't think it was with that. I think it was something else he tried to do on like a bike or something years ago where he ended up having to get um a catheter put in and he had it for years. 
because he hit his junk so hard. Um, so this guy has sacrificed a lot. And, and it's funny because he's in less sketches on this movie, but, um, when he goes, he goes really big and no kidding. And nobody else on this show is going to go in there against that. I mean, they've gone against Rams and different, you know, but this one, when he painted himself as a rainbow against a wall with a bowl, he, he ate shit on that one too. He just, every time he fucks with the bowl, it ends up bad. And I mean, that's the idea of it, but, uh, yeah, the 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 cap to this movie, the final bit. This is my favorite. This is your favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this it's is the, so good. The the vomitron. So they put these guys on basically <laughs> what would you call it, like a merry go round. Merry go round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get them to drink milk with and, giant seats. Yeah, strapped in like a roller coaster, like strapped in, and then they hook this roller coaster up to a engine, and then they really get it spinning. Then they make them all chug like orange juice and shit. <laughs> And if that's not bad enough, again, Knoxville is fucking with them and pulling a huge prank after they've gone through this hell of having to go around and try to drink stuff while being spun around in very violent fashion. He then starts ex- <laughs> dropping bombs, explosions going off all around them. We right. Wee man comes out in a little tank and is shooting them. Then they're shooting them with paintballs like they basically go from the vomitron into a like a military ambush (laughs) Uh, and they have no idea what the fuck's going on because these are like like michael bay level explosions going on all around them jets are flying over their heads uh it's bad it's like scary they're they're all freaking out because and they're super dizzy and sick so they're trying to run away while throwing up while and they're getting shot with paintballs I think it was Aaron is is like bleeding from him. Uh, I think he gets shot in the mouth and that's what leads him to saying, like, put a fork in it. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, yep. He gets shot in the mouth of the paintball. Uh, <laughs> Other people got shot like in the face and the neck. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, man. I think uh, Zach is is covered. They show him. He's absolutely covered in, in bruises and shit. Uh, <laughs> and the, the tanks firing rubber balls. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. Or bean bags or something. Right. Like stuff they basically <laughs> use to uh, stop a riot. Uh, <laughs> these poor guys. Th- I mean, this is sort of the big epic ending uh, to, to finish out the movie. Um, and this one you said was your favorite one. Yeah. Just cause it's just chaos. It's right. It's half practical joke, half stunt. And it's the guys involved do not know anything about what's happening and it just, there are levels to it. So it, it's first funny cause they're spinning around and throwing up. And then it just goes from there and there and there and just gets exponentially worse as it goes on. And just, so, yeah, yeah, more chaotic. They have no idea what the fuck is happening, which makes it so funny. <laughs> exactly. And then what, who, who lost his pants? Someone like got de-pantsed halfway through. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Maybe it was Jasper. I don't remember. Someone, yeah, loses their pants. And in the <laughs> chaos of it all, everybody's just sort of comes together. And Knoxville's like, okay, we're done. You guys are good. And then one final explosion goes off and everybody's like already so rattled and and uh, anxious that they're like, fuck this. We're done. Like, for real. <laughs> like, we're out of here. This is it. And that's how they, they end the uh, movie. Yep. And of course, as you say, Pontius never gets hurt. He just dressed up like Rambo. Yep. Running around doing whatever he wanted. Yep. Yep. He's like, my job is to get naked. You all get hurt. Right. Yeah. He's got the, he's got the smart one. He's a smart one. He's, he comes out without any uh, scars. He just, just a flat penis, I guess. And and I guess it's a a stomach and a stomach full of uh, pig cum, but yeah, well, you know, sacrifices. 
Exactly. So I have I have a little bit of trivia, but let's take a quick break from the Prescribed Film Podcast Network, hear from them, um, and then we'll be back with some trivia. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, so as as always, I tell people take this with a grain of salt because I'm just pulling it off of IMDb, but there's some fun, interesting facts on this one. So in a GQ interview, Johnny Knoxville said that Jackass Forever will be his final contribution to Jackass. I think that might change with the new series coming to Paramount Plus, but I don't see him necessarily doing stunts, maybe just sort of like a host like uh he, like he Ashton Kutcher and Punked or something. Yeah, sort of like uh, you know, maybe just host a show and maybe a stunt here and there that won't be too painful, more pranking someone like the electrician type thing or the mm-hmm. old man thing. But uh, I think that he planned on this being the last one. Of course, if when a lot of money's made, uh, plans change. Um, yep. Wee Man said, out of all four Jackass movies, this one hurt the most. <laughs> I imagine for him it did, especially when he landed on that hydraulic equipment, got bit by a uh, a giant bird. Yeah, he probably uh, <laughs> launched into the air. Yeah, wedged. that's uh, funny. In an interview with Howard Stern, Johnny Knoxville was going to tell his father, Phil Clapp, who at the time was battling an illness, that he was making another Jackass movie as his father loved Jackass. After returning home from visiting him in Tennessee, Knoxville's sister called and told him to come back as their father was getting worse. Um, upon returning, his sister informed him that their father had passed and he never got to tell him about Jackass forever. Uh, I listened hmm. to that interview. It was sort of sad just because he was like, you know, my dad was actually because because Howard was like, you know, what does your family think of this? And he's like, you know, the kids don't know about it. He's like, eventually the kids are going to, you know, they, they came home and they're like, you do Jackass, whatever. And he explained to them, like, never do what I do. But he said his dad was really proud and, and, laughed his ass off every movie and and had been asking him over the last 10 years like when are you going to do another one and and he was so excited but he couldn't tell him because of you know non non-disclosure agreements he didn't want it getting out there and uh never got to tell his dad he's making another one which is a bummer that is a bummer um dave england lost his tooth right before the filming of jackass forever uh but he didn't get it replanted because jeff tremaine told him he should not like good idea <laughs> just leave it out you're gonna probably gonna lose it again anyway so uh this that makes sense yeah this is the first jackass movie not to feature a guest appearance by rip taylor who died in october 2019 that's right yeah on the last one when he was in 3d he was that was about the oldest i think i'd seen him in public and right I yeah that's right huh forgot about forgot about old rip yeah, he he's in the finale throwing confetti and always has a fun ending. Yeah. Um, Shaquille O'Neal wanted to box Johnny Knoxville for Jackass Forever. I don't know why it didn't happen. I imagine they can't <laughs> let Knoxville try to hit him. I mean, Butterbean about killed him. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. I'm, and I mean, yeah, but we need it more. Too. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. in the body, like not just in the head, but in the in the like the kidneys. Right. Yeah, they went to that sporting goods store and he beat the shit out of him and he and he fell in, <laughs> he actually fell did more damage when he fell and hit his head on like the counter because he was knocked out. Right. Yep. That's uh, right. This is That's also so the first Jackass movie in which Steve O and Chris Pontius got a producer credit. They both served as co-producers. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I had read that, and this isn't in my in my trivia, but I had read that uh Steve O when they first started this, sort of him and Knoxville had butted heads a little bit because Steve O was like over the years, I've been building my brand. I've been out there doing comedy. I've been out doing uh, movies and, and, and stand up events and stuff. And he's like, you know, I've sort of kept my brand alive and I deserve a little bit bigger piece of the pie. And uh, Docsville's always sort of been like, we all get the same because we're all doing the same. Um, no one's bigger than the other. And eventually uh, Steve-O came to terms and came and talked to them was like, I'm sorry, I was being like a Hollywood bitch about it. Um, and and I think in turn they let Pont- him and Pontius get producer credit, so they get a little bit of that back end because uh, mm, cool. they've been they've been there from the very beginning. And obviously, Steve O, um, I'm not sure why Pontius gets it, but Steve O obviously some of the shit he does, he should you know he <laughs> put a beehive on his dick. Come on, give the guy some some extra <laughs> money. <laughs> That's right. <he> did. <laughs> In a Rolling Stone, oh and oh, and at the end of the vo- at the end of the Vomitron, sorry. One of the big reveals is one of those big rubber balls hit Steve-O right in the dick. And he actually takes his drawers down and shows oh, everybody yeah. this like half dollar sized circle, purple circle. On a shaft, yeah. <laughs> On a shaft. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. In a Rolling Stone interview, Johnny Knoxville mentions that Jeff Tremaine is the unsung hero of the group. Um, he would not know. He would want no one else but him to direct the movies. So, uh you know, for as much uh, shit as they give him during the, and there's a part where Knoxville goes after him with a stun gun when they're doing the mime bit. That's pretty funny. Um, yep. Chris Rab is the only CKY crew member involved in Jackass forever. And I've, I've read that he was in this, but I don't remember seeing him. Mm, I don't either. Um, What's CKY again? Uh, it was the band that like Bam's brother and they, they basically made these like pre jackass videos like that's they were sort of the proto oh, jackass. They they would go around a skateboard and do these stupid pranks on each other and dumb shit. And uh, then that's right. Yeah. Knoxville found these. It's funny enough. I don't think I have this in a trivia, but there was a point where SNL got a hold of Johnny Knoxville and wanted him to do these stunts as a weekly segment on SNL. And hmm. um, Lauren Michaels offered him like a huge paycheck to do this. And he was like, well, if Lauren Michaels thinks this is good enough, we should just do a whole TV show and, right. and make it our own. And luckily he did that and formed, uh, you know, Jackass and, and uh, Dick House Productions. And, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, no, that's a great decision. I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sure. Well, they just wouldn't have near the creative control and NBC probably wasn't going to let him do Jackass for. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. He gambled on himself, yeah, and ended up, uh, I think, coming out in the end. Um, This installment has the smallest budget at ten million uh, since the first film, which was five million. So interesting. You would think bigger, but then again, they didn't have to do three D and you know some of the other stuff. So uh, all these years later, smaller budget. I mean, it also depends on what the stunts are and what you got to build. And if you don't have to build a lot and then you're not paying, well, now that you said they paid Bam, 
Yeah, huh? I don't know. I, I'd heard also, and I, again, I don't have this in the notes. I heard that a lot of the budget went to um, after they had stopped filming and had to resume um, doing like daily COVID tests for everybody really added to the budget, too. Oh, um, yeah. Sure, that did. No, they didn't cover it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody cover it. <laughs> Make them do it. Cover it. Yeah. So uh, I have a I guess the final thing I have is a list of injuries that were occurred on this movie. Um, (laughs) Johnny Knoxville got a broken rib, a broken wrist, a concussion and a brain hemorrhage um, by performing a magic trick for a bowl. He was also knocked unconscious and snoring for over a minute straight. He had to get magnetic treatment for his brain and take uh, cognitive tests to fully recover. Following this wake up call, some of his other plant stunts were scrapped. So uh, I imagine some of the other guys had to take some of his his stunts after that one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O were both hospitalized on the second day of filming uh, by jumping on the treadmill with the band equipment. <laughs> as as Bam said, uh, he was the one that sort of leaked this the day after they filmed it. He did like a cameo video for someone. He said uh, jumping on jumping on a full speed treadmill with band equipment, like a fucking tuba Uh, (laughs) exact words from bam. Uh, Aaron ruptured his right testicle after Dave England jumped on his holy area with a metal pogo stick. Uh, Steve-O got two plates and screws in his left collarbone while filming jackass forever. Um, He said that bit didn't even make the movie. That's how fucking badass it is. (laughs) Oh, maybe we'll see it. And then uh, the other one, this seems uh, less uh, exciting, but the, the final one is Zach, uh, Zach Ass or Zach Holmes got an infection after he glided into the cactus patch. So I imagine, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it's not not good for the body to have that many uh, cacti thorns. In yeah. yeah, and they're dirty. Is I mean, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, God knows what was out in the desert. <laughs> well, that's what I have for trivia. Did you have any final thoughts on Jackass Forever? Are you are you excited for a new series on Paramount Plus? Will you keep watching this as long as they make it? Yeah, because I'm inherently in a ten year old child inside. So of me course, too. me too. I mean, I, it's yeah. I I, I sometimes just want to laugh at stupid shit, and it's stupid shit. I mean, there's a reason things like this and ridiculousness and things like that have been on the air forever and they just constantly get watched. It's it, it, they figured they found a way to get as edgy as they could without crossing the line on the TV show. And then I mean, I guess the only su- surprising thing uh, off the first one was how far they were willing to go if you told them you they have no rules. But once I saw that, then I'm in. I I tend to find offensive humor the funniest. And I think maybe that's because I'm a sick person, (laughs) (laughs) but I do. Uh, I think South park family guy, Rick and Morty, just stuff that just is totally inappropriate. I love it. I can't, I can't get enough of it. And so this is, yeah, man, it's fun as hell. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it'll make me get paramount plus I don't have paramount plus yet. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll get it. Um, once there's just a handful of more shows on there um but uh i'll watch it once it once i got it heck yeah yeah i'm i'm it's worth it almost to watch the old uh episodes are on there too so like going back and seeing how like rough the first movie looks compared you know and of course 
in the credits of, of forever, they sort of do a side by side, like you mentioned of old stuff, new stuff. They have a, a little tribute to, to Ryan Dunn, which is nice showing yeah. some of his old clips. And he was definitely missed. He was one of those that would do some really, um, rare rad shit on the show. Some stuff that the other guys would not step up and do like put a car up his ass. Uh, you remember the toy car up his ass? Yes. I remember the toy car up his ass. Yeah. So, you know, he's definitely missed and I, I would hope that they mend fences with bam and he gets better and, you know, maybe have him on the show or something in some, in some capacity, it would just be good to have the whole band back together as much as, you know, that are still around. But, uh, yeah, so so where can people listen to the movie Defenders? Well, you can find everywhere. You can find us everywhere. Um, our website is the uh, uh, moviedefenders.libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. But uh, we have a link tree. You can go to uh, facebook.com slash moviedefenders, find us. Um, are you guys then, on Patreon? Come on. Yeah, patreon.com slash moviedefenders. Find us there. And then, yeah, we're on Spotify you know itunes google play stitcher you know we're on all the all the stuff so so yeah go listen to that for some more intelligent conversation um man i don't know if it's intelligent we we've done some hey when the pandemic started and really like the world sucked and everyone's stuck inside we we did like napoleon dynamite you know we did stuff three amigos just to laugh our rear ends off because you know how much analysis can you really do in three amigos right so that's funny so, yeah, yeah but i, I don't mean know if it's intelligent i i just think again i, I said it earlier <laughs> but i just think that this movie was like the timing almost uh you know they were filming this before we had a pandemic and i think the weight and and having to sit you know, on the sidelines for two years and not see anything in theaters and having this sort of come back, uh, you know, happy accident is just so good to have these guys back in our lives and just sort of, uh, you know, make us remember that not everything's doom and gloom and doesn't have to be huge and spectacular special effects movies. You know, sometimes it's just fun to laugh at our own stupidity. Oh, that's my favorite. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely thanks. Well thanks. Thanks so much for coming on again, Scott. It's great talking to you. Thanks for taking me up on my like not even totally serious offer that you completely made serious and made an awesome fun time. So <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Of course. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast. <laughs>